Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their Golden Glow Body Set includes three clinically proven bestsellers for smooth, glowing skin. While the Glow & Go Facial Set provides spa-level results at home. Both sets come in giftable boxes with savings up to $48 and free shipping for a limited time. For 10% off your first order site-wide, go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM. Now then, this week we've got a special message and offer from The Athletic. Now, if you don't know, The Athletic is the new sports website offering the best coverage for your club. It's got a world-class team of writers and it's completely ad-free. There's no ads whatsoever, no annoying pop-ups. It's really good. They uh, cover all the Premier League teams, Football League. I've just been reading an article about Tottenham falling apart. And, uh, you know, it's good. They've, they've seemed to have brought all the best football writers together. And rather than it being a website full of adverts, like I said, annoying pop-ups all the time, you just pay a small monthly subscription and you've got the best football writers creating the best content at your fingertips uninterrupted. And as listeners of the podcast, as always, we always sort you out. All you've got to do is go to www.theathletic.co.uk slash under the cost without the E, just like the title, and you get 50% off £2.50 a month rather than a fiver. Believe me, that is good value. Just think think about some of the tosh that you read online. Well, with The Athletic, you know you're getting top-class writers, top-class content, and for just £2.50 a month. So all you've got to do is go to www.theathletic.co.uk slash under the cost without the E, and you'll be welcome to the new home of football writing. Another smasher of a game this weekend. The replay of the Champions League final from last year. Liverpool take it on Spurs. Buckets of goals from these two in the last few games. And with Betfred's Pick Your Pump Builder, you can create your own unique bet. Liverpool to win? Maybe. Mane to score any time? Kane to score any time? Maybe a booking for Fabinho along the way too. Betfred will give you your odds instantly. All you've got to do is visit the Betfred app or Betfred online for all your pick your punt matches and full terms and conditions. You'd have to fancy Liverpool though, surely. Get this, they've not lost against Spurs at home in the Premier League since 2011. 2011! Had long, luscious locks in 2011. Not only that, Liverpool have scored at least two goals in the last three games against Spurs, so there's got to be a few goals, surely. You know, Poch's men are under pressure, a few bad results, all arguing amongst themselves, but I suppose with Son and Kane, you never know. You never know, you can't write anybody off. Maybe you're fancying a shock, in which case, get yourself over to the Betfred app or the Betfred online for all the pick-your-pump matches and terms and conditions. And remember, whenever you bet... Betfred, 18 plus, BeGambleAware.org, singles only, match stakes apply, pick your punt available on selected matches only, T's and C's apply. Try anything and 
but I want to cross that white line. I just want to win. I'd do anything to win a game of football. Who's the uh, best opponent give you a run for your money? People say, well, what was the best player you played against? You know, it was like Gascoigne and blah, blah, blah. And I always just say the worst one was Sav. You know, because I used to say it was a bee in a bottle. You put a bee in a bottle, what does it do? It just fucking just buzzes around, doesn't it? <laughs> do you know what I mean? And he was like that, Sav. He was a fucking horrible bastard. Go around trying to kick people. And he was, he was banter. He was fucking brutal. You know what I mean? He, he, he'd like try ruin you in the game and that. And he was calling me a fat bastard and skint and this, that and the other and you shit and he was fucking that, blah, blah, blah. Before the before the game, Paul Jones did give his team talk and he's gone, we can win the game today. You know, you know, these are the games we can stay in the Premier League to win these games. Blah, 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 blah. And he went to me and he went, and you, don't get involved with fucking Savage this afternoon. <laughs> he said, because he tried to send, why are you upset? Get you sent off. I know you're an angry fucker sometimes. I said, I won't get involved with him, Gaffer. No, he's a fucking pub player, I won't get involved with him. So I comes out for a warm up. As soon as I comes out, he's gone, no, then fatty. You know what I mean? <laughs> fucking head's gone already, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm in the game, we've had a bit of a ruck, fucking gone to pull his hair or whatever, this, that, and the other. And we get battered. We get battered 3 0. You know, and the gaffer's coming at the end, fucking gone berserk at everybody. He's gone, two and a half thousand fucking fans turned up to watch that pile of shit. He says, you was going to be off tomorrow, but you're in half ten. I smell any drink on in here, so it's where just fine. So I get up to get a shower and fucking sit down. He went, what did I tell you about fucking Savage? He said, he's got into your fucking skin this afternoon. He's fucking wound you up. He's fucking done your afternoon. And what did I say? And all the players like, what did I say? He went, yeah, gaffer, I'm going, oh, cheers, lads. Fuck <laughs> you know what I mean? So after the game, I've comes out after the game and Jerry Taggart's texting on his phone. And all of a sudden I've gone, Taggart, you got a players by? He went, yeah, just up there on the left. He said, you going for a pint? I went, no, no. I said, we've got to get on the court. He said, why, why would you want to go in there? I said, I've just had the biggest ball look in my life for fucking that savage. I said, I'm going to fucking kill him. So he went, I'll come with you. I'll come with you. So I went, why? He went, I want to fucking see <laughs> I want to watch this. I want to see this. Like, even, <laughs> even he didn't like him. <laughs> and uh, so I walks into the players lounge and he's at the bar and I could see him. So Tag's behind me and he's gone. He's, he's at the bar. I went, I know, I can see him. I can see him. And then all of a sudden, as I'm walking, I'm thinking to myself, it was packed with kids and families. And that. I think to myself, how do I hit him without nobody seeing me really? Because it's gonna kick off in it. <laughs> so I thought, no. So all of a sudden, I'm thinking, I'll just dig him in the ribs. I can't punch him. I can't nut him. I can't. So I thought, I'll just punch him in the ribs as hard as I can, and then just walk out. I've got my flip flops, my tracksuit, and my fucking toilet bag under my arm, and, and Tags is behind me. And as I get close, he fucking waves. It's gone like that. Tags is going. He's waving, Dean. I went. He fucking won't be in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and as I get close to him. As I was just going to fucking, I thought, don't ask, don't talk to him, just fucking hit him straight, in. straight in the ribs or in the stomach or whatever. But in the bollocks, I was thinking his bollocks, I thought, so I just punched him in his bollocks. And all of a sudden he went, he went, all right, lad, have you, have you met my mum and dad? <laughs> well, it's fucking killed me. <laughs> I thought, well, I can't hit him now, his mum and dad's here. <laughs> so all of a sudden, this this couple at the bar, and I've gone, hello, Mr. and Mrs. Savage. Taggart's behind me going, you fucking shit <laughs> So I'm going, no, I can't hit him. Now he's fucking mum and dad's here. So I, and this couple sort of blanked me a little bit. So I, he says, oh, do you want a pint? I went, no, 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 mate. I said, I'm just coming over to say, well played today. <laughs> I said, we've got to get on the coach. We can't have a drink. Here. Gaffer's gone mad at us. He went, no, no, probably. But I walks out. And as I walks out, I'm like fucking fuming, you know what I mean? You're shaking out you before you have a scrub. Like, you know? And as I gets on the coach, Jerry follows. He went, do you know? He says, what? He says, uh, all the best for the rest of the season, lad. I went, yeah, cheers. He said, yeah, he's that savage, isn't he? I went, yeah. He said, he's done you, honey, all afternoon. He said, yeah. He said, he's just done you again. I went, <laughs> well, I went that one is fucking mum and dad. <laughs> 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 
Fucking kill me. And I, and I, I actually, when I got on the coach, I was thinking to myself, no wonder these fucking couple were blanking me. <laughs> not a clue, Mr. and Mrs. Savage. He's the welfare man. He's honestly known that you've come over. He's not. Oh, he knows. He knows. He got wind of it. That was. Uh, you yeah. know what I mean? So somebody's gone like, oh, he's fucking. You're filming like. I'll tell you what, that fucking bad way to him, man. Yeah. Oh, no, matter what, what, it, no matter what he done throughout the game, that's I, I worked with him on BT when I did when Arsenal played uh, Hull City in the FA Cup. And uh, <laughs> fuck, I told him he says he said I can't remember. He said I can't remember it. He said but obviously I, yeah we had. A, I remember having a bit of a barney with you and that on the pitch. Like, really. <laughs> yeah. But great lad, do you know what I mean? You know it's like one of them. Like you say, you go on the pitch, you have a bit of a rook. Yeah. You come in, you have a pan afterwards, and that's that's how I used to play. No animosity, yeah, no, none at all. You know, you, you, you have arguments with people. You know, I, I actually didn't even want my own teammates to like me sometimes. Got to say, Sav is uh, he's probably one of the nicest guys you'll meet. You know, you know, we we got him quite well. You know, but but it started bad. The, the relationship started not great, I've got to say. So I came in, so when Brucey signed us um, in the summer, end of the season, I went to Birmingham, obviously. I was Blackburn, I was number eight. I was up and coming, you know. You know. full of confidence. Yeah, I'm full of beans, like. Um, <laughs> and, and what I didn't know, Sav was, Sav was number eight, wasn't he, at Birmingham. So I got in my contract that I'd be number eight when I signed. I said, listen, this is fine, I'll sign. But we, you know, my agent was saying, but he's going to be number eight. So what Sav did was, I think, he went over, got a tattoo on his arm, number eight, because he wanted number eight as well. Um, yeah, to be fair, he knows this as well. He has some rascal tattoos. <laughs> that he did have um, so he had number eight put on, his, put on his arm, you know. So first day of pre-season, you know, we're cracking on and that. Brucey pulls me. And he has obviously been thinking about it a little bit, because Sav's been in, knocked on the door and said, you know what, why is Dunny number eight? Like, and the lads, to be fair, used to say, Dunny, wind him up, wind him up, wind him up. <laughs> same, same, same yeah. position and stuff like that. So I goes in the, um, goes in, goes in the office with Brucey, and he's like, listen, fucking, I've got a bit of a dilemma, mate. He said, um, yeah, I know, I said, I, you know, it's you, you're going to be number eight, but Sav's gone away in the summer. He's got this tattoo, and he's come in <laughs> and said, look, how can you give, give Dunny the eight when I've got this tattoo? So extreme like, measures, though, isn't listen, it? Listen, what, what do you think, like? Um, and you know what? At the time, I was just—I just got there, and I thought, "Listen, I'll well, let it go. Let, let, it go. Yeah. let him have, let him have number eight. So I said, "Listen, let let's have have it. No problem." Anyway, I was on penalties at Blackburn. Who was on penalties at Birmingham? Sav. So <laughs> first first pre-season game, right? I goes in the box. Defenders running. I just nicks it. I thought I get a pen here. So nicks it. It's took me down. The ball's gone off the advertising board, bounced straight back more or less into my hands. <laughs> so I've got the ball. <laughs> Written in the stars, innit? Right. Sav storms over to me. I'm on pens. I said, what do you mean you're on pens? I said, I'm on them now. He said, no, no, I'm on pens. I said, <laughs> he said, I'm, all, I'm, on, I'm on them. And he was going nuts like, I said, I'm on pens. I, I, I want it. I'm, I'm on it. I'm the penalty taker at Birmingham. I said, no, you were the penalty taker at Birmingham. <laughs> Now I'm on him, so but he, but he couldn't do anything. So I've put the ball on the spot. He's still like literally 
You know the the um, Mitrovic yeah. and um, Kamara, Kamara, Kamara yeah. the other way. It was like that. So he's right on me. He's right on and he's, he's nibbling. I'm on him. I'm on pens. I said, you're not on pens, mate. I'm taking them now. I've just won. <laughs> and I'm getting, I'm taking it. Simple as. He's going, I oh, know. He's going, I hope, I hope you miss. I hope you miss. And he's trying to get him red, right? So I'm thinking, oh, jeez. So I put, so, so I goes up to the, I replace it on the spot. I walks back. I have a little thing. And I think, you know what? So I, I walks up to the ball. Everyone's on the, on, the, on the D by this point, all ready for me to go. So I've literally gone up. I've picked it off the spot. I've turned round and I've gone, Sav, do you want it? He walks in the area and he says, yeah, chuck top man. I said, nah. <laughs> <laughs> and put it back on the, put it back on the spot. So you've been put here about two it, weeks. Oh, nah, <laughs> put it back on the spot. And I'm like half chuckling and the lads are like, go, the lads are like nervous laughing going, oh God, that's, that's funny. But like, he's, he's, he's gone off, he's walking back to the halfway line. So when I walk, when I turn around to walk back to take my my start position to take the pen he's walking off and I can see him shouting over at Brucey going he's a prick he's a prick <laughs> he's a prick get, get me out of here <laughs> so, so anyway I scores and that was it um, so that obviously oh, didn't speak to me again you know so first game of the season we got one Tottenham Keeper saves it and I put the rebound in. Anyway, away we go, run off. Sav's probably walking back to halfway line. Fucking <laughs> not having that. Like. Anyway, comes to Leeds a few weeks after, or whatever it were, a couple of months. Sav's still not speaking to me, by the way, really. He's at least like quite hostile. Yeah. You know, and he's thinking, fucking done it, what a prick. Right. <laughs> so, gets a penalty at Leeds. Robbo moves early. He saves it. And, and do you know what? It was a good pen. It was proper down in the bottom corner, but because he's gone early, and he weren't allowed to, he saved it. Retake. Bruce is on. Done it. Let's have a go. Thinking. So I so I ended up not getting it. So Sav then took the rebound. To be fair, straight over. I, I was I wasn't really, really that bothered about, you know, as long as we scored yeah. as a team, I was fine. Um I'm fucking lying. Yeah, you're playing So still, it was still hostile. It was probably for me going in July, it was probably December. Christmas do time. Christmas do, mate, right? <laughs> we got a Nottingham. We got a Nottingham. Like, listen, Sav used to get loads of abuse when he went out. You know? And it was poor, like, because he's a good lad. He's a nice he's a nice fella, right? So these lads are in the club. Being abusive, like. So Sav's, Sav and me at this point are still a little bit... We speak, but it's like not mates. It's not really that, that tight, you know? So I'm looking... And I'm thinking, you know what? Fucking these lads are out of order here. So I bowls over. Probably had a fancy dress on. Looking <laughs> so I went over to him, and you know, without me sounding like ten men, I just put it on the toes like and said, "Listen, fucking carry on with that. We'll, we'll be having it." And to be fair, I was fucking delighted. The lads shit themselves. <laughs> so if they'd have said, "Let's fucking go outside and fucking me ass," I'd have said, "No, you're right. Could you give him a bit." So anyway, the, the lads back down like I went over all aggressive and like they piped down. Anyway, from that moment, Sav was like, you know, he kind of broke the ice. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and he, he was all right after that. And then listen, we formed a formed a decent relationship going forward. And then obviously he left, and I joined up with him um, a few years later. Michael O'Connor, Gary Roberts. Neil he was Cox, meant to be a player, wasn't he? Ryan, oh yeah, best. Wrong best ever played with. Yeah, mental. Best you've ever played with? Yeah. Really? Oh, it was Friday at 17, yeah. I think they turned down a bid, 1.2 million from Wigan or something like that. But he was just mental. 
just not care. Right, what, what, no. what way? In every Example, way, shape or form. <laughs> women, drugs, gambling, drink. He had it all. He had the full collection. Yeah? Oh, yeah. He won't mind me saying that. He had a royal, he had a royal flusher addiction, Oh, didn't yeah. He? You know, like these people have been in the army and they've got a million medals on the chest and they've done everything. That would have been him. He'd have been head to toe in medals. Um, well, okay, but, did he go to Rotherham? He went Rotherham, got sacked, got sacked from Yeovil, sacked from Crew. He went, <laughs> I've got a million stories about him. There was one, the drug test has come in once and we're in the back room and he's seen him come in. Somebody's told him he's been pulled out. He couldn't drive. So he nicked the physio's car keys and jumped out the window. No. And drove his car all the way back Chester with the handbrake on because he didn't know how they worked. <laughs> so he did the gearbox clutch, everything had gone on his car. He's just antique flipping murk it was as well. And the lads were only joking. No, they were there. He'd, so, he'd been on it the weekend, so it was on Monday, I think. So he jumped out the window with the physio's car keys, didn't know how to drive. And left the handbrake on. To, drove back to Chester. He, um, he went Yeovil. He got sat from he. About Christmas, every Christmas he used to have off so he could get leathered. He went Yeovil and um, he pulled the gaffer in just before Christmas and he said, uh, Gaffer, I need a few weeks off. He says, Why? He says, My mum's died. He's like, You're joking. He said, Yeah. He said, I've got to sort the funeral and everything out. So he went off, went back Chester, phoned the chairman. He said, I need some money for a tombstone funeral and that. So I think he, five or six grand, I think he had off the Yeovil chairman. So he come back in about mid January. <laughs> So he's come back in, and uh, his phone's gone off. He's gone, hello, hi, Mum, you all right? And the lad's gone, Mum, what do you mean, Mum? So the gaffer pulled him in. He said, uh, yeah, she was in a bad way, but she come round. <laughs> <laughs> he'd, had, he'd, had, he'd had three weeks off, and six grand off the chairman for headstone. She was still alive. <laughs> and then he come, he come, he come Rotherham, and he got sacked from Ronnie. We come in one Monday, he didn't come in. So Ronnie's phoned him on the Tuesday, I think. He still hasn't come in. He said, I'm on my way in. He said, the trains come off the tracks. <laughs> of all the excuses he could have said, he said, the trains derailed. Has a train ever derailed in history? <laughs> pretty good. Like, not for like, three days. Not without 58 casualties. <laughs> yeah. it, you know You'd I mean? see it on the news, wouldn't you? Yeah. Derailed. Mental. Do you still speak to him now? Yeah, I still, I still speak to him, yeah. Do but he's speak ca- him about, does he's he calmed it down or? now. He's is captain he? at Chester, I think, now, yeah. Oh, he's still playing? Yeah. Captain he's, yeah. Chester. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, I played it. I both play against him then. Yeah. Boys, he was quality. But he, what was the other one? Oh, Rotherham. Um. His mum's died. <laughs> <laughs> Two stud. He did. He asked for his three grand back. I don't Six. know. I think he got. I think he just got, got, got sacked. Kept it in I storage. I think he got sacked. Um, but we went. We were at Rotherham, and it was somebody's birthday, so you always get cakes and that. So he got out the shower. He had to go probation, so he was in a rush. So I think he's come out of it with a lemon meringue all over his head. <laughs> so he's gone mad, so he had to get back in the shower. He said, I'll get you back. I said, all right then. So I come out, had a shower, come out. He's on the car bonnet. It was a family fun day, I think. It rammed car park, kids, family. You know. He's got his trousers around his ankles. had a big shit on my bonnet. <laughs> in front of you in public? In front of everyone. He just stood on my bonnet in the middle oh, of the car park, having a cack on it. Because you... Because hit him with a lemon meringue. <laughs> Talk about getting your own back. You know what I mean? <laughs> Mate, what about that time? So we meet, you know, at Windmill. It's like a meet, meeting Nutsford. point, isn't it? Yeah, Nutsford, yeah. So we have to be at Windmill for 10 o'clock to meet Bus. Parky goes to me. 
So like, I've it's never met. I've never, I've never met at windmill before. It's about an hour and forty-five from here. So, from Barnsley. Yeah. So and obviously parking me in park, I have to fucking pick him up from. You know when you meet lads, you usually meet at a fucking hotel or something, don't you? Oh no, pick us up from my house. <laughs> so I fucking comes to his house, picks him up. It's like nine o'clock. Pick me up at nine. Says, "All right, sound. I ain't got a clue where this fucking place is." So I picks him up as he does. Comes out at quarter past nine. I'm parked outside here. Pulls at petrol station, couple of coffees. I've gone, John, <laughs> like, how far away is this place? Like, I said, fucking got to be there in 45 minutes. You what? I says, yeah, we're meeting bus, 10 o'clock. Well, I better fucking stop them coffees. <laughs> you know, in coffee machine. I says, fuck off. <laughs> Mate, I've got 45 minutes to get to fucking meet point or whatever it was. It's an hour and 45. It's an hour and 45 away. <laughs> I got my times mixed up, and yeah, it was eleven. Yeah, I'm going one twenty of at tops and that <laughs> fucking. <trying> to... <laughs> we get we gets there. Alexander sat at front of bus with Lacetti and Old Coast. We get to about half ten, didn't we? And he's fucking raging like fucking sat there. Have you made the Have you made the call? Yeah, oh, well, just... he, he had to make call. This <laughs> is first away trip. This. I'm, I'm fucking. Dr- I'm thinking shit. Like, what the fuck? We're gonna get back. We're gonna get out of here. Have you get... fallen on your sword? I've Have you said it to your fault? Yeah. No, but as soon as we got up bus, he's walked on with tail between his legs, and he's like, fucking, I'm, I'm ever so sorry, my, like, fully my fault, I take full responsibility and all that. So I walks to the back and he's chunting away at gaffer, like, gets to the back at bus. 20 minutes later, Park is up front, comes back, he goes, I've sorted it. That's a fucking, give him a fucking, what did you give him, 100 quid or something? Something like that. Who, the gaffer? Yeah. Yeah, fine. A couple hundred, hundred pound each or something. Anyway, he paid it, thank fuck. <laughs> what? I literally just got, I just got my times totally wrong. We were touch and go for And he's always late. We were, touch, we were touch and go for 11. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> we're coming in at 10 bells. Okay, lad, lad, when we got up bus though, there were a cheer from lads and that just pissed Gaffer off even more, didn't it? <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're like, you don't, you don't leave the bus waiting. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we, they were waiting for half an hour for us two dickheads. Well, it could, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. I could have died over them tops, couldn't we? Fucking hell. <laughs> but yeah, that was his first away trip. <laughs> it's um, him. Mate, one, one training session... I pulled up outside six o'clock in the morning, fucking pipping on. He's not coming out. I've come and knocked on the door. He's come downstairs in his fucking Armani dressing gown and his slippers and got in the car. <laughs> <laughs> He's walked in training ground, mate, in his fucking dressing gown. The lads have gone, what the fuck are you doing? Right. He's gone, oh, well, you no just tilts to... on. No tilts on. Just, I went to my dressing gown and my slippers. <laughs> And obviously I had to come home in my dressing gown and my slippers. <laughs> and we stopped for coffees at services and that. Oh, yeah. we stopped, oh, we used to stop every day. Oh, fucking hell. Like, it used to be a mammoth. Like, well, we picked Chaz up, didn't we? We ended up, Charlie Taylor came on loan and left back at Burnley now, doing obviously really well. And he wore... Uh, shy, to say the sh- least. Na- shy, naive, didn't really know what football was about. He'd been under 19s at Leeds, right? One of them coming into football needs to become a man. Yeah, you know what I mean, and who better than? <laughs> Mate, we used to we used to stop every morning at services. It used to be like a twenty five pound round, didn't it? Fuck it, horrible. It Mate, this, horrible. Bear in mind, this kid is is playing at Championship as nineteen year old. We had we had three coffees, three sausage rolls, three Lucasades, and three flapjacks. Uh, three, I'm no flapjack bars. On way to train every morning. Every morning. Because <laughs> we knew we knew we'd be late, so we won't make breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got, we've got this kid, 19 year old, on loan from Championship, and he's having a fucking flapjack, a local day, a coffee, and a sausage roll every morning for his breakfast. Oh, so, why didn't man. Alexander like you then? <laughs> <laughs> but there were once we, me, him, and Chaz, and we 
we've just stopped. We've just so I get back in the car, just pulling out at services. A guy weren't there. Oh shit! Uh, Jesus, I like, forgot about that. I think you got a guy Manchester on board. Hitchhiker. Hitchhiker. <laughs> you know what's coming. Hitchhiker, right? So for shall I? Shall I? Shall we? So we pick him up. So we picks him up. Is this like one of these guys who've been dropping cars off, or is he got well, like not, an handkerchief? No, he's got he's got a backpack, and it, that's it. it An yeah, He looked right. like he looked. He looked a bit homeless. And Potential a bit, yeah. serial killer. Yeah, there's a chance. Well, there's a. It's coming to that. Yeah, there's a chance, <laughs> right? So, uh, fuck it. I'm gonna pick him up. So, so get, I'm in. Parky's driving. I'm in passenger seat. Chaz is in back. <laughs> so he's gonna fuck it. Get so, him in. Because get him in. So this guy, Manchester. Yeah, get him, mate. So he gets in. <laughs> Fucking did he smell? Jesus <laughs> oh, Christ! Bless him. Bless him. Like, at first we're thinking like we're having a bit of crack and we're thinking fucking hell. Like wait till we tell lads this. But he weren't. He weren't really all. He weren't really all. <laughs> right. So we just took it into the sausage. Bearing rolls. in mind we've just drove off from garage. Right. So because he's got bag, just getting stuff out, passing them back and whatever. <laughs> anyway, he gets me sausage roll. You know it, wrapper. Just about to take a bite, he went. I ain't it for three days. <laughs> 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 but I'm halfway down sausage roll. <laughs> Shoving it in quick. Park, park, Parker's gone like that. With hand over his shoulder, he's gone. Here, old love. <laughs> have that. Give us another two weeks. Oh, it killed roll. you. Just it killed you. I ate for two days. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, mate. Have that. Anyway, we dropped him off at next services, yeah. didn't we? Get us out. There's fucking sausage roll on the back of the car. <laughs> Listen, hey, credit, credit where your credit's due. John takes him into services and you, you buy him a sandwich, a coffee, and whatever else. Yeah. We were still you got yourself a sausage roll. Oh, we, 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 we were still fucking. We were still late for training. <laughs> but at least we had a story to tell when we got in, didn't we? Lads couldn't believe it. You picked him up. He picked, a lot. He picked a hitchhiker up. Yeah, yeah, fuck, fuck crap. And you're, obviously, young Chaz is still fucking a bit timid at this point. Is he just fucking, sat next is to him? It, this guy's got his bag in the middle, and Chaz is like, his back fucking scrunched up. Didn't know what to say. He was on his tunic. Yeah. Fuck it. Just like, honestly, just about to take me by and for three days. Oh, fuck, fuck. What about, what yeah. about the other one? On the way home from training, Christmas Day. Oh. So we dropped Chaz off at Holiday Inn at uh, Leeds. Leeds. So we come off at Junction. Christmas Day morning. So we're in training early, aren't you? Like, get it over and done, we get home. But, so we're, we're driving home, we pulls down, and there's a car with hazards on in the actual lane, not in a hard shoulder. Right? And there's a woman in front, all kids in back, and we like, big blonde hair, won't she? Fucking kids in back. So we, I said, John, come on, fucking hell. Can't leave. So we've slammed on, we've pulled in hard shoulder. Chaz is like, I'm not getting out. I'm not getting out. I'm not fucking, no, fuck off. You, you two want to do it. So we get we're, out we're of the car. We're thinking a fucking worldly blonde haired bird in this car. Like. <laughs> <laughs> or was we wrong? Go, <laughs> go and knocks out window lights, like, puts window down. It was it, it a woman with burka on. We she were, had a wrap round, didn't she? We were like, wrap round on. We're like, got an hand, love? Mate, we had to push her about three miles. <laughs> And it's uphill, it's uphill to fucking holiday in. Christmas, so, day, Christmas day, this fucker. <laughs> she weren't bothered. Right, they weren't celebrating it, were they? Kids are in back, fucking. They were fucking heavy kids and all. We, we must have been they were pushing. people carry it. What happened them Ford Galaxies? We must have been summer. pushing this car 45 minutes on Christmas day. Oh, fuck, I've never been as tired up, in my life. We had to go right round the back. Uphill, pushing yeah, yeah, uphill. You make a bombless TV. Mate, you couldn't run up that hill. We're pushing car up, fucker. Push it, fucking galaxy up it. 
fucking hell. Fucking, I've got my prawn cocktail when I get in. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. And it weren't late for his Christmas dinner, let me tell you. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, young Chaz, we got, we got him with, we got him, we went to an Italian restaurant and he'd got a tracksuit on, right? And uh, says to him, we get in car parts. Says, oh, oh Chaz, they're not going to let you in, in it. Because obviously, I forgot about this. Naive, young and naive. Says Chaz, not, they're not going to let you in in a uh, in a tracksuit. You're not be able to eat. He says, well, what am I going to do? He says, well, I've got, says, I've got my suit trousers in car. Don't have a kipper, mate. Oh, else no, just my suit trousers. Says, well, tell you what, if you put your suit trousers on <laughs> with your tracksuit top and your trainers, they might let you in, right? <laughs> no, no, I'll, I'll I'm wait, not doing that. I'm, I'm not doing that. I'll wait in car. I'll wait in car. So it says, Chad, you need something to eat, whatever. So you get in car park, takes his tracky bottoms off, puts his silk trousers on with his trainers and his, uh, and his hoodie, right? So obviously looks all right, twat. Right? What, so, size, what size waist are we talking? Uh, what, on the trousers? 38? No, no, well, not mine. No, there is. There is. There is. Yeah, there is. 38? You're being a bit fucking polite, aren't you? Generous, huh? Fucking hell. Fucking left leg. <laughs> So, so we get in. Can we have a table for four, please? But like, he's like, don't make a scene. Yeah, don't, don't, whatever, like, whatever, don't, don't say all. Whatever you do, whatever you do, don't, don't, don't make out. Don't get anybody no, looking at us. So anyway, so we get in. Can we have a table for four, please? Yeah, no bother. So he starts walking to the table, following waiter. <laughs> <laughs> We've all just stood back and <laughs> we've left and, him. And we're just and bearing in mind the restaurant's full. Look at the state of it! Look at the state of it! <laughs> It's like, like run back. I, I thought, you were going to cry. You were going to cry, Run back and run into the toilet. She says, go get my tattoo bottoms out of the car. I'm not sitting there in my suit. It's well done. It is well done. He's going to cry. It's not fair, that, lads. It's not fair, that, lads. That's not good crack, that. That's not good crack. It's not on that, lads. Not on. Look at the state of him. Everyone's gone. It was a proper proper restaurant. It's not like one of these Bella Italias. No, it's a... This is a proper establishment there. <laughs> we probably should just shout it when people were eating the dinner. It was just something like a little rabbit, weren't it? You couldn't run quick enough. You better get me track two bottoms. He couldn't ever drive, could he? Because he had that Corsa. Oh, it was too small, weren't it? Yeah, like a one litre Corsa. You know, like your first car. Well, you couldn't get me and him going up M62 in this car. So he, ne- he never drove, did he? So we used to send him in services every day. Yeah. He'd come out with fucking all sorts, wouldn't he? Oh, no, he's getting on. Do you still speak to him now? Yeah. 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 We went to the game, didn't we? Yeah. Went Burnley Chelsea the other week. But it, one of them, off the pitch, obviously, slackers are bag of knackers, right? Yeah. But on it, he, he, he got a very good football brain. He, he just knew what to do, didn't he? He, he like knew what he was doing. And, uh, but he, we pretty much <laughs> we, we fetched him out of his cell because. He was, he was just like a 15 year old, weren't he? Yeah, he was a very, very young like, 19 man. Very young man, weren't he? I don't know if he still eats sausage rolls now, is it Premier League or, <laughs> or, or Bob Nobs and stuff like that? I wonder if he has I will, it. I won't but... imagine Dai she has him on that. That's what I do. I'd like to take a bit of credit for him, though, don't we? Cool. Well, he won't be where he is, he I would think. Be, yeah. Yeah. Made him where he is. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, early on, during yeah. Preston, player and manager, so you'd have been player, not player mate, teammate. But I won't like player mate. I won't yeah. like to see you David Moyes in a corset and somebody ears at you. Yeah. But with that, with that transition, because obviously you did really well at Preston as manager, yeah. was 
did he make that transition well from yeah I mean, I mean when I first like obviously left school and went there as an apprentice he was he was like a senior pro but he was like the assistant manager anyway so he was always he wasn't like just a player he was already part of the staff yeah. kind of thing um, I think he'd done his badges at 21 or something he was he was always gearing up to busy. be a manager Very he always busy. he always said yeah. he'd be a better manager than he was a player he was so he had, his, uh, he had his Nashers done, did he? Yeah, yeah. Did anybody take the piss out of him with him? Well, or? I mentioned it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Could you yeah, take well, the piss out of him? Like, would you have a bit? Yeah, of he was or? all right because I'd known him for quite a while. But um, yeah, he, he he liked a bit of a laugh, like you know. But On trips was, away and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was all right. He didn't drink or anything like that. But, well, it, when he did drink, it was it usually ended badly. Like when we went to Germany. We'd been in Germany pre-season and uh, and uh, we'd had a week and Tepi had been with us and a couple of times, you know, you live in each other's pocket, it's really hard work, you're a bit grumpy, aren't you? And Tepi... Tepi Moylan and... Yeah, they... Did you finish? Yeah, yeah. finish, yeah. Cool case. Six foot six, about eight stone, and he had her like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> 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 and he used to come to come to training on a on a shopping bike. Oh, brilliant, with his big bag up back. It was brilliant. He used to come to train on a bike? Yeah, yeah. First six months, he was coming training on a bike with his massive bag like over the back, you know, one of them. Oh, his gloves and his boots. Yeah, yeah everything, in it? yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> boy, he was fuming. Yeah, they, they, they told him a couple of times the wrong time for training. He hated being late and stuff. He was like anal about being Tepe on Tepe was, or the manager? Yeah, no, Tepe was. Right. Someone had told him the wrong time and we were all training. He turned up at where we were training. He was like 10 minutes late. He was like, and he, he was snapping about that. So, there was things going on for about a few days. And then we, we went to Germany on the way home. And, um, and played a friendly and then we stayed in this hotel in Germany and he said we could go out so he took us out to this bar and we'd had a few drinks Moise had had a few drinks and um, there was like it was like a dead long thin bar and it went down in step we were down the bottom and the staff were up the top and there and we got wind there was a nightclub just up the road so about eight of us we went up the steps and they were they were near the front door and as we walked past them Moise didn't like it because we were going out of where he could see us. We weren't doing anything wrong. Yeah. And obviously, he'd known me since I was a kid. He always, when I was there, he still treated me like I was a kid, do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, so as we walked past, he went like that, and, and, and just like, rabbit punched me in the stomach. Like, he was steaming, like, because he doesn't drink. Two, ba- <laughs> two baby shams, and he was legless. <laughs> so, so he hit me in the stomach, and I just went, you can't penetrate them, son. <laughs> <laughs> and then we walked out. So we went to this nightclub, and they, and they, they went, uh, they, they said, you're not coming in, obviously, English lads. So we went back in the bar. So we went back down the bottom, and we all the lads, and Tepi, um, obviously, he's fuming already. A couple of lads had, had, were, were chatting, and someone says... Moises just punched Kenner. So I, I was in the toilets, me having a pee, and then Tepe's fuming. So Built steamed, it up to a bit more than what he, it was. He, he steamed upstairs. I didn't know anything about this. I'm in the toilets. One lad's coming, have you seen what just happened? He steamed upstairs, and Moises was sat there pissed. And he stood over him and gone, have you just fucking hit Kenner? <laughs> <laughs> in his face. And Moises sat there and just went, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then... So Tepi started fighting with the gaffer. Greg, so Griggs has jumped in. They're, they're all brawling, staff and players at the top. And I, I, I'm in the toilet being like, have you seen? It's all kicked off. So, and then it, Angry and then it was like everyone back to the hotel kind of thing. So we've got taxis back. We've gone back in the hotel. And Moise is waiting for you. He's got all his shirt ripped. He's got a perfect like slice just under his nipple there where a bit of glass has gone in. <laughs> He's like... Fucking, I don't care how big he is, I'll fucking have him, like, you know, and he was, but he, it, 
to this day, he still blames me for that. I mean, I, w- I remember I was fishing one day and my phone went, it was someone from The Sun trying to get the, the story on it. And it, it came out in all the papers and uh, they got all this story. And it, it kind of, it said that I was fighting with him, which was bollocks, obviously, because I weren't even there. But it, it had a picture of me with a skinhead and it said, <laughs> Moyes obviously is, looks after himself after tackling the handy-looking McKenna. <laughs> Picture of me with your skin head like. But, but he, he always still maintained it was my fault. Well, I, I never even did anything, but it was, Tepe was so just... So he just literally just sat on his ass and, yeah, just, and just... Yeah, he's just... Hit it, your goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah. But Tepe was... <laughs> that initial punch it just a bit of a... Bit well, of well, I wasn't, a bit of a joke. I, I wasn't there. I wasn't there. Yeah. Well, he's, it, Tepe would have been like... You know what I mean? Not on you. Was that just a bit of a... Yeah, yeah, just, just a, a bit of... And it didn't bit, mean anything. I mean, a bit of it, he, he would have been pissed off because he's, we're going out of his jurisdiction yeah. where he can see us and keep his eye on us. Like, he was a control, but... Um, yeah, it wasn't any... You know, it, but obviously one of the other lads has told Tepe's got wind of it and just... That was his, his curled spring all week, so he, that's him. He's just got off his head like... <laughs> Tell us more about Tepe. Just, just, do, like that, just, do, that, just do the accent of Tepe again there. Oh... What? <laughs> well, you, what the fuck are you doing, Kenny Kenner? <laughs> oh, he, he, you've never met anyone like it, mate. He was an unbelievable tip. Like he, was, the lads, he used to think I was the font of all knowledge. So all he used to be was Kenner. They would just <laughs> ask me anything, and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, there was a few, so I could be here all night on Tepe, but uh, as I said, he used to come on his bike, and he had enough of it, obviously, Preston's one of the rainiest places in the country, innit? so he'd ask the kit man balls, we had we had the kit, two kit men, like the, the main one, and his assistant, we called, they got named Balls and Bibs, so it's still, <laughs> still one's Bibs and one was Balls. This one's not a cock. So, so uh, <laughs> but Balls used to be a mechanic, he used to be a lot of things, so he told us, but, um, so he was looking for, for Tepe a car. So he was going round, Tepe, come and look at this one and this one. And uh, Tepe, like, obviously, then he wasn't earning much money and stuff. And he was like, Kenna, my, it's got to have alloy wheels. It's always been a dream for me. <laughs> like, so so this, this was what he was telling Balls. It had to have alloy wheels. And, uh, and Balls was coming to me. He's going, I don't know what he wants him. He's, he's got a budget of 650 quid. He wants a bloody Rolls Royce. And, and, it, and uh, I said, Tepe, maybe you need to lower your expectations. He said, Kenna, I'm not being funny, but... The last one he showed me, he had three inch of rainwater in the boots. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they, they all, but he ended up with this like little Ford Escort, and it was like high tower in it. It was brilliant, but oh, it was funny. Tepe. What was the crack with balls and Tepe on the way game? Oh well, that was when I first came into the team. Moisey was the manager, and we played. I think it was Northampton away, and about five minutes to go, it was a big kickoff in the game. We, it all kicked off, and then when we when we came down the tunnel at the end, it they were everyone was fighting, and that it was it was bad. And then we went, we was like, you know, when you're getting ushered in the change room, and just, it was all going on. The door shuts, um, so everyone calmed down, and that. And Moisey was like, "Great lads, you all stuck together and did it, but fuck these lot, you know, and, and all that." So anyway, it calmed down. So we all got changed, got on the bus after the game, uh, and we're all sat on there, and we're all waiting in the gaff for about 10, 15 minutes. So he comes up onto the bus and he says, uh, "Right, lads, you know, listen. I know it's all kicked off, and I've no, you know, we've no time for him. And and what they did was out of order. But there's a, you know, we've we've got to maintain some professionalism. And someone's emptied the bin down the toilet, and I'm not having that. So I've had to go and clean all that out before we've before I've got on this bus. I'm not having that. We don't do that. You know, we might fight him, or right, but you don't do that. That's a coward's trick." And he said, I don't mind, who did it? And everyone's like, 
no, 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 no one admitted. And then Teppy's hand went up at the back. Everyone's <laughs> looking at him going, Gaffer, I'd just like to say something. <laughs> it was Brian. <laughs> I fucking saw him do it. <laughs> and B- Brian was balls, a kit man. And balls is just sliding down the front seat on the bus There's a certain way we do things at this club, and that's not it, Brian. <laughs> And Moisey just like hushed it. Anyway, it doesn't matter who does it, but we don't do it again. We draw a line under it. Nah. So Moisey's gone to the front, and then Balls has come to the back. And goes, That's it. I'm resigning. I'm resigning. He's never going to trust me again. He's fucking. He was, he was like tears in his eyes. Absolutely stitched him up in front of all lads. Brilliant. What was he doing on the team bus that day? Oh, we we all yeah. we all sat at bus at, at back, and he he always used to sit at front, like uh, do, doing whatever he was doing. And, we, we sat there, and you know when you subconsciously you just keep, we just kept hearing this like, mm, mm, and like, and then twenty minutes later you hear, mm, like, everyone's like, what the fuck's that noise? I thought was something wrong with bus, and walked down front, and he's got he's got the, the, uh, the, the yeah the tray down with a music book, he's got a harmonica. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, and I, I'm going, like, what the fuck are you doing? He's got it. Uh, I've always wanted to learn this, can I? <laughs> so why are you fucking learn it at all? Why are you on a team bus? Like, honestly, absolute balloon, honestly, isn't it? Oh, oh it was off his head. Were any good? No. Goalkeeping on harmonica? Oh, no, neither. Uh, we went, went to um, Bristol <laughs> Went to Bristol one night on a night out, and he was he was like dead sensible, you know, like ultra sensible, Never you never like did anything like wild or anything. And we were, we were in this nightclub, and... We were just all stood around, and he wore glasses, like, and Firestarter comes on. You know, I'm the Firestarter. And honestly, <laughs> he just switched like that, right? And he's, he's, he's six foot six, he's got massive limbs, he's big frame, and he just starts, whatever they do at these concerts, <laughs> you're like... <laughs> and he, he's going, like, and literally, the space in this room, everyone was just, like, stood around like that, and he, and he was... He was just in the middle going mental, like, and, and he, he just did it for the duration of the song. Like, he was gone, like, in another world, <laughs> tranced out, like, and and uh, at the end of it, as soon as the song finished, he just went like that, and he'd, he'd, his glasses had come off, and he'd stamped all over him and smashed him. <laughs> he fucking no glasses. He, he was picking up, they're like, one lens out. He's like, fucking blood. Honestly, he just I like, fucked up my glasses. Yeah, just, just absolutely lost it. I've never seen anything. He just switched like that. So that's obviously what he's into on this. What the fuck? Yeah, he was a nut. Yeah, he was a character. But you have, you have, you have a defining moment in a game. Steve McLaren, you say all the time. You got, you get one defining moment, and you, you either take it or you don't. And I always remember the game, it was the worst game in the world, really, in a sense. Bristol City were better than us. But they never took the chances. You know, I never took the chances. That It changed my life, really. It changed my life, you know, obviously, with my job now as an ambassador of the club. You know, very proud, obviously, being a local lad. Uh, if my dad was alive, you know, he always wanted me to play for Old City. And, he, you know, obviously, now if, if I knew I had this job, you know, but it did change my life, really. Because, you know, then I got divorced. You know, you retire. It's the worst thing in the world, retiring then lost my father, defining moment of my life, um, for heart attack, and you know, I, I got divorced and started drinking very heavily, and got depression, really bad depression, tried to commit suicide, fucking head had gone, don't know what had happened to me, never saw my children, obviously fell out with the ex-wife at the time, we were good friends now, but we fell out at the time, which you do for a divorce, 
moved back to Hull and my life just went downhill. Just went downhill and then I ended up in Sporting Chance, Tony Adams' clinic for 26 days. And I always say, like, when I'm circuit now, it's the best 26 days of my life because it saved my life. Now, don't get me wrong, I wasn't classed as an alcoholic, but I was alcohol dependent. And, you know, I'm a counsellor. I speak to my counsellor every now and then when you have good days and bad days. And, um, but it was fucking tough. It was the worst period of my life. Can you still have a, can you have a drink now? Can you have a drink now? Yeah, yeah. The trouble is, John, I was, I was drinking, but I was, like, crying and, you know, depressed and fucking... So every time I was drinking, I was thinking about fucking years back. Do you know when your mum and dad got divorced? And, and then it just gradually, gradually, gradually. And the more, obviously, then that, 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 you know, things that happened in my life with the pet, with the divorce and losing, my, never saw my kids and fucking moved back to Hull and moved in with a young bird, which I shouldn't have done. And then the kids wouldn't speak to me because I would. It's just all a mess. Do you know what I mean? It's all a mess. And then I just fucking went out drinking every day. Didn't go to, didn't play golf, didn't go to the gym, put fucking two stone in weight. You know, everybody was like, fucking hell, what's up with you? And then, even my, because my mum lived around the corner, well, not around the corner, but just around in Hull, and she, even she didn't know, I didn't tell anybody. And then it was, he, I was telling the story, it was Ian Ashby knocked on the door, and he says, what are you doing? And I fucking walked down crying. He went, you're fucking out, by the way. And he went on to, to Clark Carlisle, who was PFA rep at the time, big, big wig. And uh, he rang Sporting Chance up, and I went, for an interview, <laughs> you go for an interview to see your early crackers, like, and uh, I went in. And I you just have an interview to, to get in. You have to go in to, to like sit in front of these counsellors, and but I could not speak. Was fucking snot coming out my nose, crying, and my mate took me there. It was Liphook in in near Portsmouth, and I didn't want to go. I was scared, so scared, so scared. It was, it was like, so I moved back to home. My wife, my ex-wife, had put me in the house. I stayed in Josh's bed for till I went to rehab. Uh, it was all over the papers, all over Sky, you know, and it's so basically it was one of them where you, you, you're not the hero who scored the goal at Wembley, the, the, the lad walking around Morrison's who tried to commit suicide, and it, you know, then your kids find out about it, and there was at school. It was just a bad time, really, bad time. And um, But when I went to rehab, best 26 days of my life, I was scared, don't get me wrong. It was tough, you know, tough days and, you know, good days. What, and what were you scared of before you went? Was it the realisation? The truth. Yeah. The truth. I think that, you know, if you, if anybody, I know I did a mental health yesterday and sometimes it is really hard to talk about it sometimes, but it's one of them where now, you know, everybody finds it hard, you know, in a sense, not just sports people, but general public, you know, that they don't speak out about it. But now I know that I'm not cured, I understand that, but I don't cry now when I speak about it, which I never could speak about it when my dad died, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and then... Going there, going to Tony's place, and that was 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 like yeah, very scary. You know, they take your mobile off you for the first three days. You got no fucking contact with the outside world. You're doing sessions, one to one sessions, group sessions with the three lads who I was in with. It's like a house that you live in. You know, but then I went to the gym every. You had to go to the gym every morning in between counselling sessions at um, uh, Champneys. That was just down the road, so we go there. That's where we eat our food. And I lost a stone and a half in weight. Never drank for 65 days. Went to AA meetings, which everybody thinks AA meetings are a bit woo, full of tramps like that. Fucking hell, some wealthy people there. Mm -hmm. You know, Eric Clapton was in one of our fucking meetings. And he stood up and he went, I'm Eric Clapton, I'm an alcoholic. Now if he can fucking do it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that going fucking hell, Eric Clapton's over there. Give us a song, Eric. Give us a song, Eric. Yeah, <laughs> thinking, yeah, go on, fuck that, <laughs> we're going to get up and start singing. They're putting some entertainment on us. <laughs> What's he fucking doing here? <laughs> and the next minute he stands up in front of 250 people going, I'm Eric, and I'm like, I'm an alcoholic. What fucking rap? So did you, so did, 
Do you know when you said you had 60 odd days? Yeah. Were you thinking, that's me, I can't have a drink again? No. No, but did you know yourself that you weren't? I knew, I knew, I knew I wasn't, I, I knew that I wasn't like, I can't say the people I was in with, but I was in with, with two, I was in with three sportsmen. One was a cricketer, one was a footballer, and one was like a, an ex coach who was living in America. Now, two of them were alcoholics. Now, I saw what they were like. They were like fucking anxiety, fucking panic attacks in the morning. You know, because they were cold turkey, cold turkey, and you, I could. You know, but you become a you become a little bit of a family. Mm. You know, you, you you were three lads for twenty six days, morning, noon, and night. You're having counselling sessions as a group, but then you're having one to ones, and and I'm like fucking trying to babysit these two alcoholics. Do you know what I mean? And like, I knew that I I like now you can I can take it. If somebody said to me, "Do I have a drink for two weeks?" I'll give you twenty quid. I'd, I'd, I'd piss it. It want, but these lads couldn't yeah. and I thought I'm not like these yeah. and I spoke to my counsellor in the end he said what are you going to do when you go away I said I'm going to go for a pint it's been hard but but the, 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 the objective of, of the of the sessions and the counselling was to get out your demons mm. to just to so there was no stone on time really every time I spoke to a cat and I always remember the last two days and I, and I felt good I'd lost a lot of weight I was fucking running you know Madman, really, mm-hmm. doing loads of weights. Like, and, and what you do, you have a family, mate. You have a family day, and my ex-wife, I got a driver to drive my ex-wife up because I thought I'm going to try and get back with my ex-wife here. Do you know, I've, my head's fucking sorted. I don't have to lie anymore. I don't have to, you know, all the things, I'd, bad things I'd done by having an affairs and doing all this. And uh, she came, and she didn't like what she saw. She didn't like the honesty. I don't think. Do you know, like, and she was saying, what about this? And I went, yeah, I, did, oh, I went with that. And I, yeah, and I did that, and I did that. Yeah. And I think it was like, fuck me. It's a different fucking bloke, this, by the way. Yeah. And I went back. I went back home, and then, um, and then, and you're moving back to Hull. And then I started doing the, the, the job, not the ambassador role, started doing match day stuff here. And then the chairman pulled me in. Uh, Eab pulled me in, the chairman's son. And he went, we're going to give you a role at the football club. I'm going to give you a title as the ambassador. I went, fucking hell. He says, we're going to give you this a year, uh, blah, blah, blah. And I went, why, why are you doing this? Why are you doing it? He says, you got sold to Aberdeen for 750 grand and you saved the club in the 90s. You scored the winning goal at Cardiff to keep us in the championship and you scored the goal at Wembley. And if you didn't do that, my family wouldn't run this football club. Mm. He said, so I'm going to give you a job. And I just fucking broke down crying. Yeah, I just went, fucking cheers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, but I didn't think of that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I, obviously, yeah, when I went to Aberdeen, they were going to close the gates at Bullfrey Park because there was 250 grand in land revenue debts, but I didn't know that at the time. Yeah. Do you know, they've just sold me because I was their biggest asset. And I always remember Terry Dolan was on the flight. He says, do you know what? You can't come back, you know? Mm. I went, what? He says, if you fucking don't agree personal terms here, they're going to close the gates. Yeah. We're fucked, basically. Mm. And Josh was two years old at the time and that was, that was daunting. Yeah. Leaving Hull to go to fucking Aberdeen. Yeah. Fucking hell, I, I've never left Hull before in my life. But it was the best move I ever did, really. Moving away from Hull, away from my mates, you know what I mean? But, yeah, I always say now, just for finishing off, if anybody has struggled, you know, don't be scared to come out. Mm-hmm. I was fucking petrified coming yeah. out saying that. The thing is, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's not so much the end but it's the stigma, stigma of it. it yeah. Fucking Dean Windass. Fucking Dean Windass. Exactly. exactly. You know what I mean? The trouble is, what you do, you end up... You, do you know what I, I said earlier? I love my soaps, and I always, if somebody said, What would you be if I want a football? I'd love to be an actor. Do you know, I'd love to be on a, a thespian in the fucking, in Emmerdale or fucking Corrie or you know what I mean? Because <laughs> I got brought up with all that as a kid. 
and I become a very good actor yeah. because I was in the change rooms with these like having a banter and that yeah. then going on I was crying Brian Clough initially I listened to one off um, trying to compare him with anybody is just you just cannot do it do you think he was do you think he was eccentric or genius both not many people can be both I don't think is there he could but he was one that you know you know as a player the manager says that's it and that's what you do we went to um, we played in the semi-final European Cup we play play Ajax in Amsterdam so we fly to Amsterdam that night and he says everybody down uh, we're going for a walk so where do you walk in Amsterdam has it got red flashing lights? <laughs> it's, got, it's got red flashing lights. You went window shopping. <laughs> so we're thinking, this is, this is the Tuesday. The game's on the Wednesday. So we're walking around. So, as young lads are going, like, what's all this? The older players are going, oh, this is all right. <laughs> and then uh, you see Cluffy and Taylor in the front negotiating with some woman at the door. So we go, what's going off here? So the next thing he says, he says, uh, lads, it's on the club anybody fancy it <laughs> this is a semi-final of the European <laughs> two days later so we so well, we I can tell you they were like Messerschmitts the club's paying <laughs> so so what you're telling us is Nottingham Forest Football Club paid for you to go into one of these special gaffes certain players not me in particular well obviously not <laughs> So Nottingham Forest Football Club paid for their players to go into a... A ladies' boudoir. A house of ill repute, yes. what we'll call it. A, de- a day before the European the day Cup before the European semifinal. You've got to let some steam off somewhere, haven't you? Well, yeah, I'm sure there were a lot of fucking steam letting off. <laughs> Those words will be etched in my memory forever. <laughs> the club's paying. <laughs> Who fancies it? Yes. Whoever Who fancies, fancies it? The club's paying. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Took us to Kalamalaw for a week before the European Cup final. Kalamalaw is where he'd a, he had a house, so he knew all the places to go. So we just went there. We trained every day, but what do you do afterwards? We just got in the fucking bar and got absolutely lapped. <laughs> so, to the extent people were going, they can't be playing the European Cup final in about four days' time. That's what we did. Was he fine with that? What? Was he fine with that? It was his idea. <laughs> but we the trained. Club's playing, boys. <laughs> we trained. We trained every morning, and then in the afternoon we'd get showered and go. What are we going to do now then? Oh, might as well have a drink. And that's what we did. I mean, we won that one. <laughs> Not like the Wolves one. It worked. We won that it worked. one. Yeah. But I think it was his way of relaxing everybody. That's it, what he did. It's, it's fucking. It's, it, when you think about it, really, it's fucking madness, isn't it? There's no, there's no science to it, is there? What we've just heard about Ferguson saying it stops, it stops now. Obviously, so successful. You're talking about Billy. Yeah, yeah. Saying Billy about, yeah. saying because we had Brian Robson, Kevin Moran, yeah. yeah. all those supposed Norman Whites, all those supposedly big drinkers. Yeah. But you talk to him. Wednesday was there last night out. Really? Yeah. You couldn't go out on a Thursday. You know, you can't go out on a Thursday and get absolutely lamped and play on a Saturday to any level. Really. 
So it's a bit of a myth, really. Yeah. But coffee encouraged it. So on a Friday, he'd say, anybody fancy a beer, a glass of wine? Friday nights, regular. Were you, were you, did you ever think, this is a test? Um, or did you know him better than that and thought... No, no, no nobody knew him better than that. Nobody can, nobody can sit in and say, oh, well, I knew Cl- Cluffy chapter and verse. I knew what, what he'd do at different times because he'd just completely go the other way. So I just took it as, you know, if I wanted one, I would have one. And if I didn't fancy one, I didn't have one. So it was one of those. Yeah, but do, you, do you think, that, like, do you know if you were, like, before you were playing, do you know if you had, like, two or three pints on a Friday, do you think it affected you? No. I, I used to train. You say if I went out before training, I used to train better. What, the night you, before? Yeah. You used to If I had a few before training, say on a Monday night, coming Tuesday, I'd be flying. I don't know if it's a psychological thing where you think, fuck me, I was out. I'd better put a bit of a shift in. A bit more in, in yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know. We, we, what, was we, your, we, what was your typical Tuesday? Part, Tuesday club. So if you, if you went into training, did it, was there a school of people that you knew would be there? Did you come into town? or If we'd do, we done badly... On the Saturday? On the Saturday, we'd say, or Robbo would say, uh, listen, forget the cars, forget the missus, Tuesday, we're going into town. <laughs> forget the missus. Yeah. <laughs> so we'd all leave the cars, we'd go from the train again, and we'd come into town. We'd come into town, and we'd do a few pars that we knew, and I remember this very vividly now. Uh, Pally had just come to the club, so Robbo says, let's pull him. So we pulled Pally to one side, a bit like this, load of noise, over the far corner and say, sit down and say, what do you think then, Pally? They go, yeah, yeah, it's good, this. I say, no, no, about you've played for the last fucking month. He'd <laughs> <laughs> go like that, he'd go, what do you mean? Well, we go, every time you, you play, we get beat. And you make a mistake, you're doing this. Oh, I don't believe, I don't agree with that. So we have a ding-dong now, because he doesn't agree what we're saying. Yeah, yeah. I say, we well, don't come into play. We, we know, we've seen it. And you're costing his games. <laughs> and fair play to him, he went, if you think that, I have to make better, I'll have to be better. And that's why, it was called a, a bonding thing, really. But everybody came, nobody missed. And we, after a few drinks, you say a few more things you wouldn't normally say. Famous, yeah, right. and, so that, just- and some people don't want to hear it, but we're trying to do it for the football club. And sometimes the manager would go, get them out again, get them yeah, out. Yeah. You want to find out? You can see why that works. See, imagine that didn't happen, and Palace has trained on that Tuesday, gone home, and thought nothing, nothing's the matter. Yeah. But he's come out this Tuesday. The lads have said something to him. He's gone home and thought, I'll fucking prove them wrong. Yeah, I'll fucking show you. He's come in training Thursday, and thought, fuck them. And then obviously the rest is history. We got. Um I think we got 40 hours community service. When I was at Sunday, I got done for paintballer. <laughs> paintballer? <laughs> paintball. What happened? Yeah. He nicked the smoke bombs. No, we went, we got these guns, half the youth team. I've read we, about this. I don't, we've not, we've what, you haven't mentioned it? it? Yeah, I forgot all about it. We went through a phase. We managed to find these guns from the gadget shop, like toy guns that fired paint. Clinton Morrison was selling them on the <laughs> turning up with the suitcase. So um, after training... There was just a convoy of cars going down the seafront, just picking people off with these things. <laughs> seagulls or no people? Picking seagulls pe- off. People, right? 
and harmless like they were. What kind of people? Like are you just must be picking by. People. Just, so you were, not, so you, not kids. No. Nah. Not gra- grannies. Nah. They were probably age between twenty five and forty eight. Oh, that the cut off. So you had a target. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Out of the 40, yeah, it's a bit harsh. And, uh, <laughs> bit of a swag. One Definitely day, there was, only, there was only four of us. So, so we had... you're, let me just set this scene. So you're driving on... Down Seaburn Seafront. Seaburn Seafront. Windows open with this gun. Yeah. Two shooting wearing. paintballs. Yeah. Right. <laughs> random but people. There's, there's about five cars behind, fully the youth team lads doing it. For, this went on for weeks. Yeah. Thinking we were the God's gift, picking people off, obviously laughing. Yeah. Then one day there was only, we've lost a few troops. There was only. A few had gone down with a mortar. Fall back. A few had gone down with a mortar. So there was only one of us, one, one car. <laughs> one convoy. <laughs> yeah. There was only one convoy. Four of us in the car. And there was a fellow on his bike going up Sea Road. So we obviously picked him off. Yeah. Three <laughs> splatters all over his back. <laughs> Mile up the road. The lads, oh, I just need to get some petrol. So he's pulled in. A couple of the other lads have gone um, to the cash point, got some money out. And obviously not thinking the bikers caught us up. So he's seen us, came, came over. We just denied it, obviously. Yeah. Paint all over our face. Good. They got their masks on and everything. <laughs> just wiping the face paint off. <laughs> so he's, he's ended up losing his head and spitting at one of the lads that was at the cash point. So he's like, obviously got me mate's um, registration plate, went to his house and took him to the police station. But I'd gone home by this point, <clears throat> thinking nothing of it. Gets a phone call. To, to get some more ammunition. So he's at the reload. And um, Sean Taylor rang us up, who lived in the house, whose car it was, and went, Brownie, the police want to see you. Um, it's about the paintball gun. We've been done. They're fine. They just want to make sure that it's not a proper paintball gun. You know, like them ones that you... Yeah. I says, all right, sound. So I've drove through and handed me cell in. And so, <laughs> handed Did over you have this. it in Ulster's? <laughs> handed it, it went there on his horse. <laughs> Handed, handed, over, <laughs> handed over this gun. Um, you sheriff in town. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, stuck us in a cell for two hours. <laughs> so basically, the lads have stitched me up. Interrogation. Yeah. Oh, they, they've stitched me up. <laughs> they didn't really want to see the gun. They just wanted to bring me down with them. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So I stayed in the cell for two hours. And I think at the time, I was the only one who'd been in around the first time. I think I'd been on the bench or something. So as I was leaving, I went, this isn't going to go any further, is it? They went, no, nah, we're just putting it down as kids messing about. I said, all right, brilliant. So I've gone home, come in for training the next day, and um, Ian Evans, the assistant manager, saw us, and he's like hid behind the wall and then came out like Alan Partridge, pretend to fire a gun <laughs> <laughs> down the corridor. <laughs> I thought, oh, for fuck's sake. So then the guy, uh, Mick McCarthy's called a meeting after, uh, before training. It's completely fine, like made a bit of a joke out of it. and says, right, lads, if you've been done, get yourselves in the goal. Red ass. 
So we had to pull our kegs down um, and all the lads just fired balls at our asses. I thought that was it. Then driving home, do you know them um, outside paper shops, you get the, the advertising boards? Yeah, yeah. SAFC firing squad. <laughs> <laughs> front page of the local press with our four faces on the front. Wanted, wanted, sorry, once we are off office, dead or alive, Saddam Hussein underneath, firing squad, unbelievable. Um, Gaddafi. So the the Sunderland Echo had run a story and went, "Have you? If you, the Sunderland Echo." There we go. Trying to put my heart out of you, lads. Josie, that's staying in, mate. That is staying. Fucking hell, I've lost the train. You've done us. Uh, oh yeah, that's what the the, um, the paper's got. If you've been a victim of any of these crimes, call this number. Oh my god! Oh, fucking no. oh, I'm wondering like the Jimmy Savile case like this. <laughs> <laughs> coming out from everywhere. Honestly, but be, you know what? Be, be, because all, all the whole youth team had been doing it. It was weeks worth of stories. <laughs> One fella came forward, and uh, the picture was of him with his bank card, and he went. I was there withdrawing money from NatWest <laughs> and I was peppered from these pimples. <laughs> and he was just stood there with his NatWest card. <laughs> Unbelievable. And then I put the news on that night and BBC News and some woman, the, the, the news crew had gone to the Newcastle paintball centre, right? And she, uh, she went, would this hurt if it was fired out of a window? And I'm not being funny, the gun was about two metres long <laughs> on her shoulder. <laughs> would this hurt? I'm, would Terminator. <laughs> I'm sat in bed thinking, it's not even... If they could picture it, if you could see what it was, it was like bright colours, just a little toy gun. I think it was over three-year-old. So we ended up getting suspended. What do you mean a three-year-old is in like... It was a you are. That's... <laughs> 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 you had to be three, other three old to use it. Um, so we got suspended, fine, two weeks' wages, told to stay away from the club. A couple hundred quid, right? I know. Without that. Three weeks' worth of guns, that. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I was running low on ammunition. <laughs> so um, I think on the... So I stayed away from the club for two weeks. Mick McCarthy called us in on the Monday and they had a few injuries. He went, you play it tomorrow. And we played crew in the cup. End up... I hadn't done a thing. I think I'd done a couple of gym sessions. End up scoring two. Liam Lawrence didn't help us. First one comes in and he comes over with a guns. <laughs> Cheers, Army <laughs> roll. <laughs> so, yeah. But we, I think, well, I didn't cut a shot. It's a long story short, that, did I? But we got... Dragged the arse out of that. Yeah. <laughs> For 40 hours? <laughs> I got 300 and mine was only a minute or so. <laughs> I feel like I've done three hours in a cell. So what did, you, what did you actually end up getting done for? Bringing the club into disrepute. But no legal Oh, so staff. no legal hours? No le Well, I think the club kind of volunteered us to do community service, so we're walking yeah. through the streets of Sunderland, picking rubbish up and what have you. <laughs> some, good, some good shots there. I was more accurate with that than I was on the pitch. <laughs> Would you like to take this opportunity to maybe apologise? To... I have apologised many a time. But, you know, I think... Yeah, Shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry if you're aged between yeah. 23 and what? 25 and 48. 25 yeah. and 48. And you've got... you felt a bullet on back of your head. I'm really sorry. <laughs> yeah, got nothing else to say on the match. Conveyor belt of, of managers that... I'm ready. Just getting no, to the name, really. You know, Henning, 
you know, I, I think he's back managing again, isn't he? Now I'm not sure or something, but well, it was it wasn't it wasn't great, you know. At the what time. happened at the Christmas party? Did some was it a comedian try to get him up or something? Like oh, that? that was that was like honestly, my cheeks were hurting so much. So you know what it's like. Christmas parties, the lads, you know, have a few drinks, don't they? And then they usually shoot off to Manchester. But I always felt that I thought, you know what. I'm sticking around here and just just chatting to the to, to, to club officials and yeah. staff like in the ticket office girls or club shop people you know just and just you know have a have a chat with yeah. them and you know be in their company because it's probably the only time they really really they really see the lads so anyway there's a, there's this guy and he's the entertainer he's getting all the room up and all that and he's like fucking come on let's go let's go let's get the party going so I'm sat there thinking and and the lads are filtering out at this time so there's me and Jason Law. so I'm sat there anyway Blackie and the staff table are over there Henning's over on that table and we're here there's only two or three of us I forget who else was there so guys here on the dance floor and they're all going mad like so anyway he goes around all the room and he said look I need I need um, I need five five volunteers come on up you get let's go let's go so he got them he got them these um, these stockings he's like dark's Stockings, this guy. He's put them over the, um, put them over the, over everyone's head. Like bank robbers. <laughs> so they were like, and then give them all afros, put them on, and then given him an inflatable instrument. Right? Oh my word! So, but the last one. So he's got four, and he's looking around the room, and he, this guy doesn't have a clue who anyone is, right? Yeah. So he goes over to the staff table, and he's going, yeah, "Come on!" And then he's going, "Poor, oh, no, no, no." <laughs> so, I'm the manager of the football club. I can't do this. So, but everyone's watching it and he's on the mic and he's going come on and he's putting him under severe pressure to cave in right? severe pressure so he's going come on let's go let's go so all the room at this point is going and, 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 and I'm thinking I'm like that in my chair thinking oh my god what's going to happen here like, so anyway Henning reluctantly very reluctantly gets up and it's like right. so he gets him up he gives him this um, this tie over his head after a while and he's got this thing and then all of a sudden blame it on the buggy blame it on the buggy comes on and, and, and but remember the four other people that are on the dance they're on their Christmas party yeah. they're loving it they're like oh. and if one's got a trumpet and he's going oh. and Enning is not moving at all and he's just like that with this thing on his head with, with, with his ties on dressed his head. dressed as one of the Jackson 5 right with this inflatable instrument, afro, tight on his head, and he's just not moving. But the other ones are making it look worse because they're all over the shop. <laughs> and it was so cringy. I'm looking at the staff table and I'm behind my drink going like that and Blackie's going like all the, Ian Brunskill, the first team coach, is like that. Mims is like that. What is happening here? Like, So anyway, halfway through the song, ending, worst thing he could have done really, takes his wig off, throws it, takes his thing and throws it and throws the thing and gets back to his seat and everyone's like, oh, so the Jackson 5 went to Jackson, Jackson 4, four. Like in, in matter of <laughs> Michael's 30, left. Uh, uh, yeah, a minute later. <laughs> so I'm thinking, oh my God, but I was, honestly, my cheeks, I was, my shoulders and my cheeks were killing me. So anyway, next day, the lads are half gone. So there's only a couple of us here, so he could have probably got away with it. So anyway, gets on the training and before we go on a warm-up, calls all the lads in. He said, in we come. <laughs> so we all go in like and I thought I'll, I'll try and do him a favour like in a minute because I knew what we were going to say so he said listen 
I'm glad you all, you know, maybe enjoyed the Christmas party last night. You've probably heard what happened to me and, you know, I I didn't really feel very comfortable with what <laughs> happened and, and, and stuff like that. So please just, you know, don't, like, and it was like, he's obviously a little bit um, bothered by yeah. getting up. And to be fair, the guy was poor doing that. He should have just said, no, I'm the manager, yeah, go and yeah. find someone else. Um, so he's, he's like, listen, I don't, I don't want to, um, you know, dwell on it too much. And I just went, uh, Gaffer, just a quick one. I said, don't blame the lads, blame it on the buggy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he went, right, off you go. go up. Didn't play again for about two months. <laughs> Sounds all right. Do you know, as a lad, would he have found it, when you played with him as no, a player, would he have found it a good crack or would he have still been? Um, he was serious. Henning was serious. Henning was a good guy, but serious. And so I'm not, I'm not sure which way. But in terms of like, you know, them little things I'm thinking I'm being alright yeah. and trying to give him a listen I played you know I played yeah. you know and, and that was it <laughs> so, yeah, did he spit the dummy out with you I think I didn't play for six weeks who come in then were it Steve Evans I Steve Evans yeah he come in were you, were you... fucking hell were he big <laughs> you know has he, ever, has he ever not been big? He was bigger than this fucker. <laughs> Look at the size of him. And look, he's only about five foot four. Yeah. Though, it's about fucking six foot round, isn't it? <laughs> his belt's always screaming, isn't it? You know, when he's got his suit on, it, his shirt's he's, untucked. He's just fucking horrible, isn't he? He must, be one of, he must be one. I bet he could fucking bungee jump off that belt. <laughs> it's that strong. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What a fucking horrible thing that is. He's not very pleasing on the eye, is no. he? No. I mean, and, and when he first come in, it was like, has he got fucking makeup on? You think, no, he can't have. I'm telling you now, he had fucking eyeliner on. <laughs> and if you look if you look at photos, mate, he had fucking eyeliner on. And I don't know why he did it. I don't know if it would take focus off his fucking belly or what. <laughs> it must be. But it, mo- it, mo- it, it must, must be. Look in the mirror and go, what's my best attribute? My only attribute. My yeah. eyes. Yeah. My yeah. yeah. mum always said he had lovely eyes. <laughs> <laughs> did he have, have his streaks in then? Mate, I've got a photo on my phone of him in hairdressers. With that fucking cap on, <laughs> with a with a with a, with a plucking your hair out at all, <laughs> and hairdressers are smiling behind him. It's a fucking cracker. He left his hairdressers. Yeah, we'll do it rounds that. I'll have to. I'll put it on. I'll send it to you. <laughs> so he were a he were a he were a nasty bastard. Weren't well, he? he came in and it were like he's an horrible bastard. This guy, like Crawley. Remember that video Crawley did when he yeah. left? Well, they'd left. He'd left them to come to Rotherham. Well, they're all dancing and singing, weren't they, in yeah. changing rooms? Well, the fat man's gone. I'm so. going to sing a song because the fat man's gone. Yeah. Let's twist again. All the, the whole room. The, the whole, whole squad, mate, bouncing. <laughs> the fat man's gone. Let's twist again. <laughs> I could do the last song. Hey, fuck off, fatty. Like, just after he'd been... Just and after he'd been... And then he's walked into Rotherham changing rooms and was like, fucking hell, lads. Fucking hell, who's this guy? But thing is, he must have been bad because he took... Probably doubled a lot of lads' money at Crawley because he took them from the conference. Up. Yeah, they get back to backs. They might have got back to back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he can't argue his his record. Like it's fantastic. So Getting he must have been an arsehole if if the lads are singing. Yeah. let's twist again. But he, he, came, he, came, he came in at Rotherham. Is that, is that available to watch that video? Anyway? I've seen it. Must it be on, it must be on uh, YouTube or something. It's got to be. Yeah, it's it's a known thing that you don't have a shit on a team boss. Yeah. Like you're not allowed it. Like it's, it's, it's frowned upon in it. Like frowned upon. It's, it's, it's classed as a fine. It's classed as a fine. <laughs> and you know how small toilets are on these coaches. Yeah. Like you open the door and you you fucking you're in, aren't you? Like so. Steve Evans has gone in the toilet, 
and uh, it must have been tight lads, tight. lads, 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 <laughs> lads, 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 squeeze lads, 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 Half an hour later, Steve Evans comes out of the toilet with his fucking suit on. <laughs> fucking shit all up his back. <laughs> all up his back, all down his fucking track, all down his um, suit trousers and that. Apparently, it's fucking everywhere, shit everywhere. <laughs> lads are all Did gipping. Lads are gipping and like laughing and all that. It's on way to a game. I, don't, I think it's on way to a game, yeah. So when I get to hotel, he's come down for meal in his track suit. <laughs> <laughs> no, suit's gone. Has, so he, has he not even addressed it? I don't, no, just not even said anything. It's just gone. Not, no one said a word. He's gone to the front of the bus, shit all <laughs> off. <laughs> got to hotel, got to meet him, tracked him on, job done. Never to be spoken about again. Never to be spoken about. And like, a few lads like, oh, there at the time, just crease up about it. See, I think I've got, I think I've got a sesame. you just got to like, laugh it off. I've got a I'd walk out of the toilet you're... naked. Yeah. But saying that, I see him walking down fucking aisle naked. Just got to lads, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm, I've shit all over. Lads, shit all over me, saying lads. Lads, I've fucked up. I'll fucking shit all over, fucking boss. Sorry, sorry. He's going to struggle getting there in first place, let alone clean up after himself. Jesus, so I, wonder, I wonder what happened. Like, the finer details, did he? Has he shit gone, gone to wipe it? And, was there a roundabout involved? He's ended up having shit. His ass probably didn't fit on the seat, did it? There's so many questions to ask. Probably tried hovering, and then shit up back, and then it's good. Bit of splashback. European Cup final. You're in that tunnel. Rome. Yeah, in their own backyard. In their own backyard, yes. You're out first. Yeah. They start walking out. No, no, no. They didn't even walk out. They didn't walk until out. Until I banged on the door. And because, then, because, you know, she says, this is no good. Sammy, what's that guy's name? Chris, what? Chris Uriah. Craigie, what, what, what's that song then? So give us a song that we can warm up to. So it came out of me. I don't know what it is, but I love it. So we all, I don't know what it is, but I love it. <laughs> this is in the change room. And, no, in the this tunnel. is in the tunnel. Oh, in the tunnel. <laughs> and when, when, I came, when I came to it, I don't know what it is, but I love it. Bang, bang <laughs> on the door. <laughs> and the Italian captain opens up and he, ah, English bastardos. <laughs> <laughs> And Suna says, if they come out, just look at them and carry on singing. So you can imagine, I don't know what it is. <laughs> Looking at an Italian. <laughs> what the hell's going on here? Uh, and so we walked out, you know, do the game. Then it goes down to the penalties. My God. Smoking Joe and his 13th cigarette. <laughs> You're right. Right. We're going to go through. Right. You. Nearly first. Who's that? Nickel. Second. <laughs> Sunes third, Rashi fourth, uh, Dalglish fifth, and Kenny Kenny turns around to the boss and says, "Hey, Gaffer, you substituted me in the eighty-six minute." <laughs> <laughs> He's got two fags. He says, "Well, who comes on for you?" He looks down. There's Eddie Michael Robinson with his on the floor with his legs up. And you've been on the field eight minutes. You got cramp. <laughs> so in the end, he looked around. It was two of us standing like this. He looks at me, he looks at Alan Kennedy, he comes back and says, Bruce, you're taking the fifth penalty. <laughs> <laughs> but it never, it never worked never like that. that. Never yeah. because so you were actually taking the fifth penalty? I was taking the fifth penalty. The coin goes up, comes down, Liverpool in the Roma end. 
Phil Neal now is tying his bootlaces and taking too long, so Stevie Nickel grabs the ball and starts walking. <laughs> Phil Neal goes to the gaffer, excuse me, it should be me, he says, let's run with it. <laughs> and Stevie Nickel, no, not the full shilling, he's got the size 13 feet and he squeezes them into size 11 boots, so he, at the toe, his toes are like his little knob. We call them shovel foot. And what did he do? He shovel foots the ball straight over the bar. <laughs> And when it was me coming to going to the game, uh, to, to the goal, I got this arm around me. I didn't have to look up because I could smell the cigarette. <laughs> Listen, son, myself and the coaches, the chairman and directors, the captain and the team, the wives and the girlfriends, and I'm thinking, where the bloody hell is he going to this? <laughs> and, and the 20,000 20, fans that have come here to watch you play, I'm not going to blame you. Oh, fuck if you can't stop the ball from 12 yards. So I mean, I'm thinking, I've, oh, I got the blame, blame word. Oh, he said not. I turned around to him and said, oh, thanks, Kaffee. He says, but try and put them off. And that, that was it. That stuck yeah. in my head. I walked past Stevie Nickel. I said, thanks for that. He said, fuck off, do your own job. <laughs> and he just missed the penalty. Yeah, he just missed the penalty. <laughs> so I get into the goal and I'm thinking, wow, what does he mean by try and put them off? And normally I would... In the, on a first penalty anywhere in the world if you get into this position tell your goalkeeper to stand straight up and watch the ball because it's not going to be going into the corners that guy there is just as nervous as you are stay where you are but I didn't didn't I know what, what does he mean I'm, I remember going right the ball came straight down the freaking middle clipped my fingers and go in the back of the net now I didn't I'm thinking you stupid idiot huh? you know that's what you should do Phil Neal finishes tying his bootlaces, puts the ball down, goes in. Then comes Gra uh, Bruno Conti. And he came, like, picked up the ball and started a little dancing. As if, you know, oh. And you could almost hear him singing to him, I'm Bruno Conti. I crossed the ball for Pizzo to score. And now I'm going to score a penalty. So I ran into the goal and just put my hands on my knees and switched them over like this. And which, to which he stopped dancing looked at me, puts the ball down, takes two steps back, stood on the line, crossed them over again, and he blasted the ball over the top of the bar. And I thought, aye, aye, might work. <laughs> Third penalty, Sunes, top corner. The next penalty for them, it was uh, Rigoletti. Couldn't get in the goal quick enough. <laughs> Come on, you beauty. I've been watching you for two days, taking penalties in this very stadium. I've been hiding. I know where you're going. Come on. Same corner, same corner. I took off as he kicked it, top right. I looked over to him in top left. <laughs> and then I really realized when I came down, I've been watching him from the other side of the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rashi comes up, puts the ball down and bounces one in. It bounced three times before it went in the net. Worst penalty you've ever seen. But he scores. Then comes What's the score on penalties here then? You level, they've got one to take. Is that right? Both missed one. Yeah, yeah we level and they've got one to take and yeah. this is Graziani. He picks the ball up and he goes and puts his arm around the referee. Now, when he put his arm around the referee, I went, and you, Boston. <laughs> I ran straight into the net, bit the net. Leave him alone. You can't touch him. You're bloody ungentlemanly conduct. No, 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 no. I'm pointing out. No, no, no. So then he, he ends up leaving the referee. But he's like marching. 
But you know, Italians, they don't march forward, they march backwards. I mean, in the Second World War, they did. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I walked, I ran in like this, like, you know, as you saw on the TV, I, you know, like this, and then I gave a little bit of a, you know, yeah. squiggle. You know what you, you know, it reminded me of spaghetti, yeah. the net. And you know when you put hard spaghetti, you know, the hard spaghetti into boiling water, it buckles at the knees. So I buckled at the knees. He looked at me, he crossed himself, kissed the ball, put. <laughs> I buckled at the knees, he's going like this. And then, reminding myself that i got to switch the stadium around when I watch. <laughs> he's the second penalty taker, and I know he's going to come down to my right. Well, as I moved, he now changes his mind, and he's boom, and he smashes it. Clips the ball and goes over the ball, and I'm running around the field. Yeah, your basket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> forgetting I had to take the fifth penalty. Yeah. Now, well, the boss there saw me running around and said to Alan Kennedy, "Hey, look at that idiot! You <laughs> grab the ball, get in the get in the box." <laughs> so that was his message to Alan Kennedy. Did you not have to sort of hand in a, a sheet then? No, no. In those days, it was no. the five penalty takers and then the reserves. So they looked and they just. Took yeah, whatever way. Yeah. And then 2005, Jersey Dudek. Now, does Carragher say to <laughs> Jersey? I've, do I've, a Bruce. I've asked. Do a Bruce, is that? Do yeah. a Bruce. Yeah. And you know what uh, Dudek said? Who the bloody hell is Bruce? Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then Carragher said, a grobbler, a grobbler. And then that's when it dawned on him, I'll do one of those, the grobbler thing. Because Josie Dudek didn't know my first name. He only knew Grobler. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bruce. So you've won him two European Cups, haven't you? Uh, yeah, the small part. Yeah, yeah, small part. At least he saved two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah, my ones, they, they missed. You've got to claim them, though. I'll claim them as a save. <laughs> yeah. Even though he missed them. Psychological yeah. save. Psychologically, yes. Really Poor old Graziani went into the loony bin for two months, I think. Yeah. Yeah, he went to... Honestly? Yeah. He went into... Uh, uh, an asylum because he went completely around the twist. Any uh, any crap with Holloway? Was he as mad as what people say? Yeah, he's exactly exactly like he comes across. Like he was good though because at that time we were again struggling, but he lifted the place because he's just as mad as as anything. And he so he used to love his motivational talks, his videos, trying to make everyone feel ten foot tall, and it worked. Um, but he's, he's different, and he. I remember having team talks where he would try and lighten the mood, and he used to draw the other team in caricatures. <laughs> so himself had a big note. Yeah, so he'd draw it up on the team sheet. <laughs> right. So this is their team, but instead of just their names, he'd have drawn the player. Right. Like, he's got a big nose. He'd have a massive nose. Or a <laughs> what what are you bringing noses into? <laughs> First thing that comes to my mind. <laughs> um, and then another one, like he he comes in and it says it before a game, and he's just standing there and he starts doing all the sign. 10 minutes didn't say a word and then just walked out like we're, we've got a big game now we're just, just give you a team talking sign language, sign language. made uh, up you yeah just, no sign language. yeah yeah because he's got two deaf daughters ah right yeah so he, so he does it so he's done it all we're all just sat there like big game like i think we're playing a deep like a decent team what, what the hell he's just walked out <laughs> so we all just slowly get up and go out it comes in at half time that's how important communication is <laughs> <laughs> just, so remember that it's not easy is it you don't know what's happened there if i can't get my point across make sure you talk and that was it. And like we were just like, did he just get a result? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then that got beat, and then he just came for his team. Like after, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. It says it all. <laughs> that, that joke works on radio. <laughs> that was a wanker sound. <laughs> Did the lads like him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone bought into him. Keep make you feel ten foot tall. Tell you how good a player he was and what you could do and how important you were to him. So at that time, everyone was like really bought into him. And, and the whole Plymouth had not seen like like a character like him. So he was out. He does a lot with the community and out with the schools and the kids and the Plymouth, like the whole area. He lifted the whole place. So everyone bought into him. He is one of the managers as an ex-player or player, whatever that you'd want to play for, isn't he? Yeah, mm. just to see what it was like. Yeah, there's only there's yeah. only a few that you think he'd be good. Like, see, I, I, I thought that with Wesley, but in a bad way. Like, yeah, just yeah. see what he's actually like. But I didn't really want to experience it, but I, I, I did. Yeah, because he's got that reputation. And it was he? fucking yeah. bad as it well. I thought. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> like, he would be doing a weight session, and he'd just come and stand on your back. <laughs> he was in press ups, and he'd just come and stand on, like, put his foot on your back. And press you down into the floor. And you're like trying to fucking lift. His- I can't do press ups anyway. But it's just random stuff. And then like, what passion just fucking dig you in the stomach? I think I wasn't there, so this is obviously here you say. But they had a meeting at Preston, and he was going on about players that are playing in the Premier League and don't win medals. He said, "I'm a I'm a medal winner." So I can look back and say I won medals. Then fuckers can't. And obviously, because he, he, he won the Conference League too and all yeah, that. Yeah. So he labelled himself the medal winner. And he's on, <laughs> he's, on nice. his door. He's, I think he, he's so he My son calls me medal winner. <laughs> uh, but tongue in cheek, though, not. No, nah. genuine. 100% fucking straight yeah. up. But then obviously Mel's didn't get on with him. Mel's right. come, Mel's come, Gavis. And then I think Mel's once fetched his Champions League medal in him, threw it on his desk. He says, That's a medal, pal. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what can you say? He used to text no. the lads, didn't he? Oh, middle of the morning. Yeah. Two o'clock in the morning. Text them like random stuff and that was weird. What, what, do, what team do you think I should play tomorrow? MW. MW signed up. Oh, we're all at GW. Graham Wesley. Medal winner. Oh. Uh, hello. Can I see that? No, but did I, I did signing messages of GW. Jesus. <laughs> so you should, and then he'd come in and like, team talk and say, right, well... Half of my team have said that you should be playing and half have said they shouldn't. It's like a vault. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but this is at no. two o'clock in the morning on a Friday. Like Friday night, Saturday morning. Like, fucking outrageous. You have lads doing... <laughs> lads uh, are not going to buy into that. Are they? Well, Especially yeah. the higher up you go, you're going to be like... That's that, that, that is problem. Sure. I mean, the, the team that he got at Stevenage, they were all <clears> sort of <throat> non-league players. Yeah. And he, they all just went, fuck it, we're going to do this. And yeah. bought into it. And obviously they had success and they took some to Preston and whatever. So it worked for them, but... When you cook, we came into Preston dressing room, I went, we had, are you still here? No. Nah. We'd both left. But the lads at Preston just were like, fuck this. Yeah. Yeah. Not having it. Nah. Doing Im- in the centre circle, doing imaginary weights. <laughs> so, we're in the gym, so it's quite apt. So you've got to hold your two imaginary dumbbells right, okay. and lift them up, right? Pretending they're heavy. Pretending they're heavy. Right, and he's saying, no, they're heavier than that. They're heavier than that. So you've got to, you've got to give the old... The old fucking gimmick. They're right. and everything. These are championship footballers who have been in championship for 10 years. But they're all playing. And they're doing imaginary weights around the fucking centre circle. You know, it's heavier. Come on, lads. Bit of role playing this afternoon. You know what I mean? Come on. Is that where he's crap? Nah. Apparently, one, one team talk is he's got one of the lads... To roar like a lion. So I will need you. I want you to roar like a lion in front of the lads. And he's done it like obviously reluctantly. And he said, "No, that's not a roar." He's got on his hands and knees and fucking proper roared like a lion. It's <laughs> <laughs> manager of football club. Like what the fuck's this? Wow. 
Ferguson. Saw him give one to Nicky Butt in the when Monaco knocked us out of the Champions League in '97. Was it because he was playing shit, or was there something else? He had given the ball away, and then there was like so much went on before Trezeguet picked up the ball and smashed it in the roof of the net. And it was early doors as well, so there was plenty of time for us to come back from it. And he just went, at half-time, he went absolutely mental at him. That's the only one that I've ever seen. I know there's been a, a lot more, but I just it stuck in my mind because I was actually sitting next to Buddy mm. at the time. I was on the bench and obviously he was playing. Was we there did. a fear? No, there was no fear. I mean, because everybody, I mean, even Keeney gave the ball away, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. Would Keeney get a bollocking for giving... He, he, Everybody. Would, he would be the he would be the first to hold his hands up and apologise for giving the ball right. away. But nobody really had a pop at him because it was rare. It was rare that he gave the ball mm. away, and he was such a tremendous player and such a a great sort of driving force that you know if if he did give the ball away occasionally, then you know you just let him get on with it. It's not the aftermath is not worth just having a pop at him saying Roy what you're playing at sort of thing. It's not really it's just, it's just, just not, not worth, worth it. it. No, it's just not worth it. And well, like I said it happened rarely anyway. Do you know do you know the bollocking? I mean obviously you mentioned Brian Orton and I, I played for Brian at, Oh he at, gave me at, I've got one for you, Isabel. Uh, and he just used to stare at you. That's you it. You fucking the stare. Yeah. You'll have to mark the bleep that you but then he you 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 fucking c- Right, and then it go on to someone else, and you, you fucking <laughs> what? Nothing constructive, Not just really, abuse. No, no. no right, then, all then, you know is then, that you're. <laughs> yeah, and then he'd have, he'd have a minute on him, and then if he caught your eye again, you fucking cut. and he'd come back at you. It'd be a t- three or four times in a in an halftime bollocking like. So what were F- Fergus? What he actually was it constructive? Or, yeah, yeah. No, he. he, he he would, I mean, you knew why he was having a go at you, but a little bit like Brian Orton, who I've had a bollocking from as well. Uh, when I was on when I was on loan up at Sunderland the first time, sorry, up at Huddersfield, we played up at Sunderland and, um, and I mean, we weren't, we'd sort of fallen away a little bit, but Sunderland were doing really well. And it was just at the time that Bridgie was emerging, Michael Bridges, and we were 1-1 at half time. We were playing really well. And I'd been kicked a buggery off this, I think he was Polish, Darius Kubicki. Kubicki. You know him, mm. right? So he, he, <laughs> Great knowledge. So he'd, he'd, he'd kicked me to buggery, honestly. And, um, and I was getting no protection whatsoever. And the referee at the time who went on to referee in the Premier League was Neil Barry. Mm. Uh, he was a little Hitler as well, he was. Uh, anyway, I, uh, I'd already been booked for, for overreacting to... Uh, being kicked for the umpteen time. Anyway, just before the half-time whistle went, um, I'd skipped past Kibiki and he fucking shoved me right up in the air and uh, and the ball had ricocheted off somebody and the ball had gone in the air as well and it would, I just happened to get to my feet when the ball landed in my hands and he blew the half-time whistle and out of nowhere, just just missed the red came over me <laughs> and as he held his arms out for me to throw the ball to him I just fucking launched it straight in his face <laughs> the ref straight in the ref face I was Can't. that in, I was that incensed he couldn't get it out quick enough red bang that was me so we gone back we went back down into the tunnel I thought oh no what have I done and we were 1-1 we were doing really well and um, and he just said he said to me Brian and he went what are you playing at? He said, you're a fucking idiot. 
and you got it, it lying, and idiot. It stopped, and it stopped there. But don't forget, I was only on loan, so he didn't go to town yeah. on me. Well, not as I thought. Anyway, we went back out, and obviously I'm sitting in the changing room, mulling over well, what's going to happen now, because Sunderland were doing well. We went 2-1 up. Marcus Stewart scored. We went 2-1 up, and I thought, brilliant. So I made my way up into the stands. <laughs> the lads, the lads They're going to get me out of it. They're going to get me out of it. And I'm looking at my watch, and with about eight minutes to go, they brought Michael Bridges on. He scored twice. I <laughs> He scored twice it. in the last 10 minutes of, <laughs> of coming on. And it, I think it was, it must have been either his debut or it, it wasn't long after. He was only 18, 17, 18. And, uh, and he scored twice. And we got back down to the dressing rooms and a little bit like you, he, he went round and it, at the end of it all, and he just went, anyway, he said, forget what I've just said to you. And I'm sitting in the corner like that. And he went, you can blame that fucking knobhead over there. <laughs> And that's what he did. He said, every single one of you, look at that dickhead sitting in the corner. It's his fucking fault. Public humiliation. And that, and that was it. And, and, you know, because, and I'm trying to endear myself to these lads, do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm here on loan and they probably think, oh, here he is. You know, Billy Big Bollocks coming from Man United. And, uh, and I went and got myself sent off. And I, and I watched it again and I just thought, Ben, what on earth are you doing? He just got he, his he had, piercing eyes. Oh, he like, did. And oh. he just, yeah. After Northampton. Yeah. The decline. Well, to be fair. Is that a self-proclaimed decline? Yeah, I think so. Um, be fucking honest with me, Sam. Um, I, I had a few... Rob Page came in while they left in here, went to Sheffield United. Yeah. I had a year left on my deal. Um, <clears throat> Rob Page came in, wanted to make his own signings, as managers do, and he wanted to free free my contract up to sign another, another player. Um, and he just kept saying to me, are you... Outlined up, outlined up, and all this. And I had like um, a few, a few good clubs that wanted me on loan, kind of short term, six months, and and what have you. Um, Portsmouth, uh, Plymouth, Luton. They were all like Nag Zed. They were all Nag's interested. Nag Zed were going to eight months deal, weren't they? Robin Hood. Robin, yeah. Robin Hood. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so I had like, and I'm thinking, fucking hell, all right, I'll, I'll hang out, I'll, I'll hold fire. Next minute, I get a phone call and um, Eastley. And I thought, fucking hell, who's Eastley? <laughs> like, and, I, and I genuinely did. And I, so I had a look, conference, by, but obviously I've, I'm in League One, like yeah. Northampton. Oh, fucking hell. I thought, no, no, hold out for one of these other clubs that are interested. Anyway, Northampton were not interested one bit in letting me go to any other, any other team. Not on a loan basis anyway. They wanted me off at Bucks. Yeah. And... Um, Eastley come in with an offer that, that basically I, I couldn't refuse. Offered me a three-year deal, um, and I and, and I went, um, and and that with that, and I just had a torrid time really. It's a long way away in all Eastley. It's like down it's Southampton. Southampton it? Yeah, it's not. A dr- you can't drive back, can you? No, like no, you no. You're down there and you, you're staying down like. I had a couple. Of, I had a bad injury. Had an op. Didn't go great. Ended up having another op. That what season over. Come back. Tore my hamstring, never tore my hamstring in my life, never torn a muscle really. Um, come back from that, tore my hammy again, come back from that, run, ruptured my ankle, and it was just a reoccurring thing. And I, Had your head gone at this point? Head had gone, mate. I just, it weren't in football, and I turned to, while I was down there, I was just supping, just drinking. like Every day? It, it kind of escalated from the back end of my Northampton. Like when Wilder pulled us and he knew, 
and I was just on a bit of a decline. To You're be drinking heavier than when Wilder pulled you in. I, w- I wore. I, I, w- I wore. An, I weren't. No, I won't say heavy. Just I was just having six nights a week. Right? I was just having. <laughs> I was just having sessions. Yeah. Like that just escalate to another day and another that kind of thing. And I was hiding it, and it was my best mate and my missus uh, noticed it and just said, "Listen, fucking wind it in a bit." Um, and then when I was down down there. I'd just go after training. I'd say to the lads, oh, "I'm gonna go to the supermarket and I'd get some food." But I'd have fucking, I'd have buy tinnies and I'd put them on my windowsill so the lads never seen them. And I'd just be supping in the room and it, it was just going like it. It were a reoccurring thing. I was just drinking my send to black arts and and it, yeah. And I've, I were in denial. I think. Yeah. I, did you know you were fighting it? I was just in denial. I was just like, I ain't got a problem. If I don't want to drink, I'll stop. And I just didn't. Just didn't stop. And uh, Do you think you could have. If I stopped for two days, I'd fucking have another four days on it. <laughs> it yeah. was just like that. And pre-season this year, uh, I was training and I got in. So I texted my missus saying, oh, I've gone to the cinema. So I went to the cinema because I thought, if I go to the cinema, I'm not going to have a drink. So I went to the cinema, come out of the cinema, across the car park, there's Weatherspoons. And it's about half ten, quarter to eleven. So I thought, fuck it. Gone to Weatherspoons, had a pint. Got talking to a couple of locals, had a few more pints. Weatherspoons are shutting. There's a casino across the road. I've gone across the road. I don't, I'm not a big gambler as such. So I've gone across the road, but just because bars open. So I'm in casino till fucking four or five o'clock, get a taxi back to the house. Goes to training. And we're doing a running drill. And fucking hell. You know what I'm fucking like at running anyway. I can't, I can't move. Just in front of me, aren't you? So, well, just. Um, I, I had it a wall, mate. And I, and I was ashamed. And I was fucking... So I went to see Gaffer after. And I couldn't... When I was getting changed, I thought, fucking hell. I couldn't really remember putting my training kit on. Like, I was still pissed. But I, in my own head, I was telling myself I weren't. But I was. And I just said, look, Gaff, I'm sorry. Like, I've, I'm, I'm on ale a bit heavy, like, and struggling with it. Just want to... I want to stop it, but being down here and one thing after another and all this. And he said, look, will it help if you just go on for a couple of weeks? I said... Yeah, I like, appreciate it. Cheers. So I went home, and when I went back home, unbeknown, like Andy S and Tyler, like fucking really, really helped me out. Put put me in touch with a sporting chance. So I went down there and did a did a month in in clinic. Really, really intense counselling sessions and uh, and what have you to to stop drinking. And as of today, I mean, I, mean, I would if you'd have asked me then, I would have said I wouldn't have gone. A week without a drink, and I've gone 193 days. <laughs> Not that I'm counting, but I'd gone. Like there were no, there were no coming back. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, and I genuinely had in my head that if I carry on like this, I'm out of game. Like this is me. So this is my last year in football. So I went down there, and you open up, and they unravel everything, and fucking, and I'm st- and I still see a counsellor now once a week, and I just got to keep on top of it because if I don't. I mean, I was questioning to have another, to have a pint, to go and just have three or four and go home and I'll be all right. But I, I know, I know now that I can't do that. Switch. Did you not back then? Did you, did you no, think that? I just thought, I'll just not have a drink. Stop. I just thought, I'll not have a drink this week. And then it'd be two days, three days and I'd pick a fucking pint up. And it was just, it was like that. And then, I know that. And to be fair, I've got all my mates are fucking good as gold around me. And, 
I think that's good to have, like all my mates. That's the only reason that there's no ale on table here. Ah, well, I so know. Thanks for spoiling half. Ah. You're welcome. Really appreciate You're welcome. that. Cheers, You're welcome. But um, what you doing to keep your mind off it? Counselling sessions. Um, I try and get to AA meetings, but they they they're a bit. They either work for you or they don't. And I, and I, when I do go, I do realise I can't pick a beer up, but it kind of puts you in a fucking a mentality of just, it's just not for me. Them AA meetings just don't work for me, but the counselling does. And if I stop counselling, I'll probably end up picking a, a drink up again. Mm. Like. So I imagine them, them meetings, there'll be a lot, there'll be people a lot worse than what you are. Yeah. So you start out, I think, that's, a, that's an alcoholic. Exactly yeah. that, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't I, say I'm not an alcoholic, but I can't, I must, I must be. Like, just because I can't pick a pint up. And if I do, I know where it's going to end up. So, people are shocked when they say, oh, because everybody thinks, oh, Chris, he'll have a sup. He'll have a good slurp with you. Fucking get him on an IR on a day session, something like that. And it is. And I always have been like that. And I, I might be again, but I can't at the minute. I've just mm, got to concentrate on, so. I've got to concentrate on getting fit and playing football. And that's... It's obviously come from the injuries then, hasn't it? You, yeah. Your head's gone. Oh, it has. It's, it's definitely... There's def- a comfort blanket. Yeah, think. it's definitely escalated through being injured and being at heart and being away from home and being bored and being lonely and being and thinking of every excuse to pick a pint up and it's exactly what I did. And it mm. was just a, a denial that I didn't need it. So, I suppose if you're training every day, you've got that focus. That's your focus. Yeah, it? yeah. As soon as you take that focus away, you've got to fill it with something else. Yeah, it was exactly that, I think. And I'd love to pick a pint up and have that crisp fucking feeling, but... <laughs> fuck it, like, no, it's not worth it. Because I wouldn't, if I'd have carried on in pre-season, how I were going, I wouldn't have been playing football now. And luckily, I've managed to get into a club and train, but I need to play games. And I've been training at York with John and, and the team, and, and, I, and I enjoyed it. But I need to play football matches. And like you, you touched on earlier, you're training all week and you're not playing a game. There's no more frustrating. And I was struggling to get my head around training and there were no end goal to play a game. So now I've gone to a club where I'm playing tomorrow, I'm going to play a game, all right, it's not at the level that I want to play at, but at the end of the day, I'm playing a football match. And if I can play 12, 13 games between now and the end of the season, hopefully managers will see that I'm fit enough and I'm playing, and I'm in decent nick. Come summer, summer might come up in a better league, hopefully in the league, or whether it be back at York or, or what, or what. How old are you now? 31. 31. So, it's wanking it that I'm, I've fell out at Football League at 29, wherever, at Eastleigh. Went for a contract that I couldn't turn down when really I should have fucking just gripped my teeth, not gone for fucking money-wise and, and played, but... It's hard to do that though, mate, when, you, when you're you, that age. You can't, you can't turn it down. Like, you've got to go... I think every move I've done, I've done it for the right reasons at the time. So I can't say it was wrong decision, but I just wish I was still playing at a, be- a better level. But only me can decide that. So now yeah. I've just got to go and play a game, show that I'm over injuries, show that I'm capable feel, of playing and then go again. Do you feel like there might be a bit of stigma? Now in- I do, yeah. I do think that. I do think that... Coaches and managers will probably think, well, 
somebody's going to be taking a chance. Yeah, I think they'd be taking a chance, but I'd like to think that it's not much of a fucking gamble. I could go to a fucking League Two club or whatever and, and do what I did before and stay fit and play games and be a good, solid defender. And I'd like to think I bring something to the table that a progressive team. I'm not just going because he'll do a job. I like to think that I'm going somewhere to help him be better kind of thing. And I, and I hope that my me playing Touchwood, hopefully from that end of season, managers will see that and come the summer, something will come up. And um, I was ashamed that I went down. I didn't tell anyone. I didn't tell my family at all. Only my missus and my dad. I didn't tell anybody. Did they know you were struggling with the drink? I think Tell they me. did. I think they did. But I don't think they, they wanted to think it was as bad as what it was. Do you know what I mean? And like, you, uh, when I did, under control. Yeah, and when I did tell them, they were like, well, we have noticed, but we just thought that, yeah, it was under control as such. Um, but it was one of them like, I was ashamed. But they ground it into you that what's there to be ashamed about and making yourself better? Yeah. And then at the end of the day, that's kind of... It's true, isn't it? Mm. And I think that for football managers looking at it, they might think, I was thinking that they'll see it as a negative, but surely they must see it as a, mm. he's, he's trying to make himself better and it's, and like I said, The six, fact that you addressed it though, I mean, I imagine there's, there's players that are in that situation now that maybe too ashamed to stand up and Definitely. say, hold on a minute, 100%. I need to sort this out. 100%. And the only t- the, when they will address it is probably when they fell out the game completely. Yeah, yeah. And, the th- and it's too late. 35, or it's, 36. Or it's, it's not too late, but it's you could have addressed it four or five years mm. ago. Getting help, it's not it's not something to be ashamed of as such. Everybody needs help at some stage. And I think it's realising that you need help and opening up about it. But I think in as well men in general, it's yeah. seen as a weakness. Yeah. to say that you've got a problem. Like, fucking big Yorkshireman, bald head, loves a sesh to be in this... I've opened my set up now. Still mm. big let... Yorkshireman and bald. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just don't but, have a drink. Yeah, but like people... I don't know if people see it as a weakness or not. And I think it shouldn't be seen as a weakness. And I think some people maybe do, but I think now it's becoming an open theme that you see this like... Like, you know, when you put that, um, you did that live show, didn't you? And it was for like mental health and for, and I think it's, I think that's great and people need to open up about it. But some people see it as a, oh, fuck that, fuck off mm. now. Now I'd rather just I think that's a muddle, through. A, muddle through and yeah. suffer in silence, really. That's a mentality when, that's been built up over years. Of course it has, yeah. Men just don't talk about stuff, do they? No, yeah. do the fuck. I think even though, like you say, you came to the Sheffield thingy, There'll be people there that'll be going, ah, that, that, that doesn't that doesn't matter to me, I'm fine. But that's all about the denial, isn't it? Yeah, you know, of course that, it is, yeah. Until you actually think, fuck me, that is, I'm in that boat. Well, it took me, like I say, a couple of weeks to think, because you listen to stories in these meetings and you, you try and listen for similarities. And cause like you say, fucking hell, that's an alcoholic. <clears throat> I'm not an alcoholic. That's, mm. But then they'll say something that rings a bell in yeah. your head and you think, yeah. fucking hell, that's me, that. Yeah, that, I well, that's that. scary. It just makes you realise, like fucking hell, I'm standing now. Like it makes you realise that fucking hell, yeah, maybe I am. And where you're at now, do you feel happy in yourself and that? And yeah, I mean, there's fit yeah, I do. Goal. Yeah, I feel. Do you know what I'm? I'm at my happiest when I'm training, or when I'm occupied. When I'm not occupied, and you think about it too much, 
because I think I'm still in early days and it's been six months. <laughs> and you think, when is this fucking feeling? But that still don't that still don't give me. I've got a fear factor that it'll be held against me, and it shouldn't. And I should. And I need to shackle that off. <laughs> but only way I can do that is by playing games, which mm-hmm. is why I've put myself in a position at a football club now that's going to make me play football matches. Yeah. Eric Cantona, yes. you played with him. Yeah. You were on the field that day with the old uh, Kung Fu kick. I did, yeah. I, I, was... I actually uh, scored that day. First, first. Uh... See, no, and he stole your limelight. He did. What a twat. He did. But to be fair, he deserved it. Matthew Simmons. Yeah, he deserved a good hiding. So... What, what, what? Like in the dressing room after, right? So Eric Cantona is just fucking. Two footers, somebody to the throat, right? Yeah. The game's gone on. You got back in dressing room. He's, has he been? Is he changed? He's changed now in the corner. He's changed. Changed He's got- sat there in the corner, and the gaffer goes apeshit at everybody else because obviously winning the game one 0 and then Southgate scored in about the 85th, 86th minute. We drew one all. Had we won that game, we'd have won the league. Right. Or well, we would have won the league because we'd have had two more points. But um, yeah, and he starts on Schmeichel. Six foot four, best keeper in the world. Fucking not come for the cross, not made a save. Palace, six foot four, fucking <laughs> top centre half. Bollocks, not won a fucking header, not won a tackle. Insit, the governor, load of bollocks. And you, where was you when fucking Southgate scored? That was Marcus Richard Shaw. Who's Marcus Southgate? So I just pointed to Eric. <laughs> and he says, the fucking dead right, get out of the way. So he says to Eric, suited and booted, Eric, can't do things like that, son. He thought, fucking lose that eight gaffer. And, and then it turns around and starts giving it Coley. <laughs> you fucking hold on a minute. <laughs> Eric's two foot in a fucking lad in the crowd. <laughs> and that's all he says. Brilliant. Preferential treatment, should we oh, say. Do you, think, do, you you think the, do you think the preferential treatment because... He knew he was so good, yeah. or do you think it was? He knew that that's the only way to get the best out of him. I think he figured well, him it, out. Well, I mean, I suppose any other player had just been sacked, sacked job done. Yeah, fucking get on your bike. But do you think uh, any other player in that squad would have been sacked? I don't. I don't think the, the manager certainly wouldn't have turned his back on him. Yeah, but maybe the club might have changed. You're at Millsborough, is that when all the big guns started coming in? Oh, fuck me, yeah, fucking Insi. Well, Insi, there was Insi, Hugo Ekiog, Alan Boxic. Alan, Alan Boxic was on 100 grand a week to, like... Uh, what, what year is this? And then 2000. I signed in 2001. We all found out he was on fucking 100 grand, so he'd take home 60 grand. He had his house paid for, his car paid for. He never used to eat with the lads. He just fuck, he's a great lad, like, I used to get on really well with Alan. What's a fuck? He was the best centre forward I ever played. No disrespect, John. He was the best. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind you giving fucking. I don't mind Alan Boxit's fucking coming up. <laughs> he was. He was fucking. He was unique, man. He was fucking. He was brilliant. Did he, was he a big smoker? Yeah, smoked. He didn't really drink. He he sit in the foyer in the morning and fucking have a fag in the morning. Like when you come down for breakfast on the day of a game, he just sat there in the fucking foyer like out from the fucking fag and that. Insta never used to say out to him really. He was like. But I always tell a story is that um, I was buying a I was buying a nine three Saab soft top, and I'm on the bus, so we had like a double decker, so the players would be upstairs and the staff would be downstairs, and we'd play free cardi brag at the back. But Alan used to sit at the front, and that would 
fucking Mark Schwartz and all them. And I'm on the, I'm on, the, I'm looking at this magazine. I'm looking at this yellow sab. I thought I'm different, me. I like, you know what I mean? Goes to the sab, goes to the sab garage, and I'm fucking this yellow sab's going round and like, a, and I thought, and my wife's like, well, you can't buy that. I said, no, I fucking want that. I want that. <laughs> it's about thirty-three grand at the time. So I'm on the, I'm on the fucking coach, and Alan's there, and I've gone to super, who's calling the fans who sing super Alan boxes. So I just go super Alan. What do you think of this? You go, yeah, nice, don't know about the colour, but nice, nice car, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of getting it, thinking of getting it. You go, yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem, nice car, nice car. So I ended up buying it, and it comes in. Yeah, 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 yeah. And about fucking three weeks later, fucking Alan's sat reading this fucking magazine, this big fucking whatever it was. He's gone, Dino, Dino, here, here. He says, what do you think to this? It was a fucking yacht. He <laughs> went, when I fucking retire, I'm buying this. Mediterranean, fucking fag. <laughs> I hate football. And I went, I went, don't like the colour, Al. <laughs> but fucking, honestly, and it, he used to, he used to, Robbie Stockdale used to see him all the time at uh, Teesside Airport. And he used, he was single, and he used to bring in, like, weldies from Croatia. And he used to say, like, he'd bring him in for three months. Or a month or whatever it was. Short term loan. Just a, just a short term. And what he would do, true story, he'd, he'd, he'd live he'd live he'd lived on Wynyard. So like well the big like Gary Pallister and all of us live there that. He was he, these were the rules really for him. You cook for me, you clean my house, and you make love to me. And he'll pay he pays them to do it, right? And they'll come in, two months, three months, next one, ship it out, bring another one in. <laughs> Honestly, like, fucking incredible. So one day, true story, one day, Alan comes in next morning and he's fucking fuming. And I'm going, what's that? What's that? What's that? Fucking women. Fucking women. I'm going, what, what's up? I went, fucking bear. Bear they're coming. So what she'd done, when he'd gone training, she's gone out for a run around Wynyard and got lost. <laughs> so he comes in, so he doesn't eat with us because she's cooking when he gets home, you know, whatever, you know, having, having a bit of sex or whatever. So as he's gone, like she, he's opened the door and there's no fucker there. <laughs> oh, he's not happy. Not happy. <laughs> the so, aroma of his teeth. Oh god! So he's like, he's like, where the fuck? Do you know what I mean? These are the rules. And about, he said about forty-five minutes later, fucking knock on the door, two coppers with his bed. <laughs> he said, uh, "Is this?" You, you know, she went, "Oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much." He got her bags. He went, "Can you take her to the airport?" <laughs> 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 fucking get her out. <laughs> He had, a, he had a bag's packed. <laughs> he went, you know the rules. I pay for you to clean, cook, and I don't pay for you to go running. <laughs> Fucking brilliant, man, wasn't it? Fucking hell, you can't write it, can you? Oh, well, I don't know my watch. Brilliant. Can you take her to the airport? Because she's not fucking staying here anymore. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. You can imagine him coming in fuming because oh, he's yeah, well, straight can't. upstairs with yeah. bags out. But then you're the rules, you see. <laughs> Fucking brilliant, isn't it? Rules are rules. It's nice to get a woman like that now, wasn't it? <laughs>
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.